Hey, hey, what is going on? Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Welcome to another episode of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. Well, the OTC Player of the Week is back, and this week we're going to the Carolina Elite Wolfpack as Clemson University commit Lexi Hames takes home the honors. Lexi hit 429 with a double, triple, and home run, while also striking out 10 batters in five and two-third innings at the PGF Front Saturday Friendly last weekend in Dalton, Georgia. Great job, Lexi. Best of luck the rest of the season. Also have to give a shout out to all the teams at the U18 WBSC Men's World Cup down in Mexico. What a show these young men put on. As I'm recording this intro, we're waiting on the bronze medal game between Canada and the US and the gold medal game between Japan and the host, Mexico. No doubt those two games will be fantastic as most of the games have been. Man, I'm excited to watch those. On to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with former coach with the men's Canadian national team and softball Newfoundland Hall of Famer, the one and only John Hill. John has seen and done it all in our game. He's won numerous Canadian senior titles, coaching Newfoundland, been a part of Hill United's epic ISC and ASA runs, and was a Pan Am and WBSC gold medalist back in 2015. He was also inducted into the Softball Newfoundland Hall of Fame back in 2009. We're going to talk to John about getting a start in the game, the powerhouse that is Newfoundland in our country, joining the men's national team, of course those gold medal wins in 2015, and so much more. This was legit one of mine and Hopi's favorite interviews we've ever done. I think we could have talked about the game a few hours more than we did. Uh, trust me when I say you're all going to enjoy this one. With that being said, this is Outside the Shoot, and as our boy class says, anything goes. I got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling. Ain't never felt this freedom. I got the world in my palm. Lights, camera, action, it's on. Ain't never felt this freedom. Could you, could you say that? This is recording. Right? I know. After that it's last experience we had. But, uh, yeah. We're all good now. Yes, sir. How's it going? Good, man. Good. How about yourself? Well, I'm, I'm telling you, I've been in an uh, overload of U18 overload of U18, stuff. U18 world. Yeah. But, uh, it's wicked. We'll, we'll talk about that in a bit here. Yeah. It's been going great. Yeah. Yeah. It has. Yeah. Uh, listen, <laughs> I, uh, from our last podcast uh, with uh, Romy there. Yeah. I just wanted to express my sincere apologies for the comments made about a transgender individual during our last podcast. Right. I now understand the impact of my words and recognize that they were insensitive. Although I wasn't in any way trying to be offensive, as you know, to anyone, yeah. I, I certainly will strive to be more considerate in the future. I, I apologize for any hurt that I may have caused. Yeah. I just wanted to get that off my chest. Uh, it's been kind of bothering me a little bit just because we received a comment. Yeah, we received it, but, a comment. Yeah. It, and by any, it, by no means was I trying to be offensive. No, I, any, and no. we know that for sure. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's crazy that I think about it. It's like, you know, we, we have this platform now and the fact that, you know, we get comments back. Yeah. About stuff, like in today's world, we definitely have to be more cognizant. Cog cognizant. cognizant. Yes, for what sure. What we say and everything. And yeah. Yeah. And of course, I think everybody knows that 
Yeah. You I, didn't mean anything by that's that. That's right. At all. It, it has been bothering me. Yeah. I won't lie, but yeah. and uh, because that's not the type of person I am by right. any means. Right. But I certainly don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's good. Okay. Yep. What, cool. uh Get an update on Ken's? Yeah. So, uh, well, last night, which was November the 15th, uh, which was day number 64 for Kenzie on her bone marrow transplant journey, um, the, the post from Jennifer was that Kenzie had another great day, a great day, although she is very homesick. Mm. Um, she did her walks yesterday, went to the store again in her wheelchair, and tomorrow they go back to the hospital to check up, which was today. And she said, P.S. I'm liking the fact that there isn't much to report on. Things are going in the right direction. So to Kenzie, to Jeff, to Jen, to Brody, to yep. all of the Fraser family, to all the Eisner family. Eisner? Yes, Eisner yep. family. Uh, we just, you know, we send out our hopes and prayers and, and let you guys know that we love you very much. And we're certainly hoping that uh, you guys can get this journey over with on, on the Toronto side of it and get home, get back home. Yeah. Sometimes Can't wait to see us. go yeah. back to the camp. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Anyway, always. And, and also uh, I, I would like to mention Jeff did send us a, a, a text to you and I yep. just thanking us for all the Kenzie updates that we were sharing with the podcast. And he mentioned how close the softball world really is. And, and it truly it is. is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. I'm just wishing you could win the game Monopoly up there. <laughs> yeah, he's having a struggle, getting... <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Come on, Frey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you had a little trip yourself. Yeah, I was able to, uh, last weekend I attended the AGM for Softball Canada and the <laughs> Hall of Fame induction. Um, awesome. Yeah, it was wicked. Uh, I, I will say, I want to give a shout out to John Johnny Baker from Ontario. He's the actual executive director for Softball Ontario. Right. And the job that Johnny and uh, all of his Softball Ontario people did uh, at the AGM, it, it was second to none. Uh, it was a great experience for myself being my first one attending. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of like knowledgeable people that were attending that meeting from all over the country, which was great for me to see. And I did get to speak a little bit on a male fast pitch side of things in one of the workshops and got to meet all kinds of different people. It's softball Canada president, Scott Niels. Um, you know, there's people that I've recognized and recognized me from being at nationals in the past coaching. I will say a lot of people love our podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, when we don't, we live in (laughs) bumfuck nowhere, little rural communities. (laughs) Exactly. And when you go to a place like this and you're seeing people from all over the country and they're all saying, man, we love the podcast. I love this. For example, this time when you said this or whatever it may have been, or when Randy said this. That's wild. Yeah. (laughs) It is wild. And, you know, I had a couple guys saying, maybe you should get this guy on or get this guy on. I was like, I don't know who the fuck they are, but (laughs) maybe we'll think about it. But anyway, I did want to give a shout out to Johnny for that, uh, for the whole AGM thing and and all the people that recognized our. Our, our podcast. I did have a couple people who recognized me just from my voice. Oh wow! Said, You're Chris from the podcast. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's I amazing, yeah, man. Yeah. Which is cool. Blows me away. Yeah. So a, co- a couple of things about my trip. If we have a little bit of time, in front oh of yeah, us here. we definitely do. I wanted to start with my Air Canada experience. <laughs> oh, lovely! And here I don't. I, they don't sponsor us or anything, do they? I, I wish. <laughs> anyway, so you buy your ticket for a thousand dollars or whatever it is to go to Toronto, yeah. and then you cater off to Niagara Falls where right. we were. So I buy my ticket. I bought it two months ago. Yep. I get to the night before so you can check in or whatever it is, you know, online. So yep. I, I check in and my ticket comes up as standby. I'm like, what the fuck is this standby? I, I grew up in an Air Canada family. My dad worked for Air Canada for 30 years. Mm-hmm. So I flew standby as a kid all the time. So I knew what standby was, but right. it was only because we were 
you know, basically flying for very cheap. Right. And we're on standby. If there's a seat, we go. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm thinking, man, I just paid a thousand bucks. Why am I on standby? So anyway, I get to the airport. I go up to the, of course, and I suffer with anxiety and ADHD. I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck's going on here? So I get up to the counter uh, at when we get to the airport and, and I went up to the lady. I said, um, I, I got no bags to check, but my ticket says standby. She said, yeah, just listen for your name when you get up to the gate. And I said, well, does I have a seat though, right? She said, uh, just listen for your name when you get up to the gate. I was like, what the fuck? So I was traveling with Darren Jarrow and I told him he had been checked in or whatever, but yeah. anyway, he's like, what's going on? So we get up there and of course I'm just drinking my coffee and I'm thinking the whole time, fuck, are they going to call my fucking name? Like what's going on here? They're calling a bunch of people and they don't call my name. So then they, they call, put a call out. The, this flight is full. Can, if you have any uh, carry on luggage that would you like to check, you will check it for free. So I was like, okay, well, this is my opportunity. I'm going to take my little carry on bag up and check it. So they put a tag on it and then I'll, I should get my ticket to get on the plane. So I go up, uh, I say, hi, uh, although my ticket's standby, I'd like to check my bag. And they're like, yeah, no problem. So she puts a baggage tag on my bag and I said, well, what about my seat? She goes, um, just listen for your name. I said, but I paid for this ticket. Like, am, am I, just listen for your name. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? So I went back down, sat down. So then they say, okay, now loading uh, zone four or zone three. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I still don't have a fucking ticket. Like, what is going on? Anyway, I did get a ticket, seat 27C, which is the very last seat in the aisle at the back of the plane, right by the bathroom. I'm like, this is not right. You're putting me through all this stress, and I paid for this ticket. Like, anyway. Wow. Yeah, I did not like that part of the experience. I thought you were going to say you were in first class. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's well, what that's what I was, what I was expecting, because <laughs> actually, when you walk through first, I walk through the business class, and there's a couple of airline pilots that are sitting there. All, obviously, they're flying to another right. destination. I'm like, these guys are going, why are they in first class? Like, why can't they put them at the back of the plane and put me in first class? Yeah. But anyway, it, it's fine. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And I promised a couple of people, I had to talk a few things. Toronto traffic. Oh, yeah. We landed at four. Terrible time to land. At Pearson? Yeah. yeah. Had to get my rental vehicle, of course. And then punch in the GPS, like where, how the hell do we get to Niagara Falls? Get on the highway. It's like, there's 85 lanes of highway. Yeah. 85 lanes of stopped traffic. It was crazy. And of course, I don't know where I'm going. The just, sun was blasted right in my eyes at this time. Just you and Jero? Yeah. yeah. The sun's blasted right in my eyes at this time. So I can't see anything in front of me. And then I'm like, okay. And then it gets dark and I can't drive in the dark very well. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> flying down the side. Anyway, we ended up getting there, but quite late. Um, so Jero and I get there and they already had some stuff going on. We decide we'll grab a bite to eat. We're in Niagara Falls. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. The falls are lit up yep. and the hotels, the Crown Plaza, it's gorgeous. So we said, okay, we'll just run over to the Hard Rock Cafe for supper. Yeah. It was later. So get into the Hard Rock. I order a burger, fries, and a beer. $56. What? Not lying. <laughs> what is this? This is a weird day, man. 56 bucks. That was super expensive. Holy cow. Yeah. But aside from that, Niagara Falls is just, oh, it well, is. you've been there. You yeah, have yeah. talked about it. Yeah. It's my first experience there. I mean, the falls are the falls. You yeah. get to see it. It's amazing. Yeah. But then Niagara Falls is like a little Las Vegas. Like there's casinos. and It's crazy. Like amusement little thingies. We went go-karting and stuff, which was kind of cool outside. And Did you? Yeah. I, was, I oh, mean, wow. I don't fit in the go-kart very good. <laughs> and my knee paid for it that night. But yeah. this go-kart th track was like, uh, you, you're on one level, then you go loop-de-loop, -loop, and then you do three loops up, up, like going straight up. And then when you get to the top, you come down this giant friggin' hill. It was pretty cool. And you could see a lot too. Wow. Yeah. They picked me to you know, drive around the go-kart and I'm having the drinking and I don't fit in the thing. It wasn't, wasn't the best, but. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. 
And we went to a uh, Buffalo Sabres Buffalo game. Buffalo Sabres game, yeah. Buffalo, Minnesota. We were hoping Fleury was going to play, but he didn't. Yeah. What a beautiful place. And Key Bank Arena. Actually, Key Bank Arena, I think. Texting during the game. Yeah, yeah, how, yeah. How good Rasmus Dallin. Like So good, man. I was watching the game, and most nights I wouldn't watch a Minnesota-Buffalo yeah, yeah, game, there. but I knew you were there. So <laughs> yeah. watching it, and I was like, holy shit, Rasmus Dallin is so good. Smooth, like yeah. you wouldn't believe. You know what really impressed me was Tage Thompson. Well, that guy's six, a monster. Seven. Yeah, he's some good just, though. Yeah. Just like sick, Especially a guy that size. With, yeah. How good he is with the puck. Oh, it was amazing, yeah. man. So good. That's awesome. Yeah. So your first softball Canada. First, yeah. First softball Canada gym was great. Going across the border to the States was awesome. I mean, we had to wait in line 45 minutes yeah. to get across, but coming back, it was funny. So going across the American border guard. Yep. A customs agent, whatever. He was great. Like we gave him our passports. Where are you guys going? Blah blah blah. Have a good, or have a good time or whatever. We left. Coming back, we get back to the border, and it wasn't far from where we were because we crossed in Fort Erie. Yep. And uh, we pull up, and we have hand with the passports. Where are you come from? We told him. Where are you going? We told him. Where are you from? We told him. What are you bringing back with you besides what's in the car? Uh, nothing, sir. Just ourselves. Goodbye. That was it. Like, <laughs> what? Not welcome to Canada, or yeah. like welcome back home, or guy's a fucking asshole. Oh, anyway, wow. oh man. Well, hey, yeah, it was a good trip, and lots uh, for myself. Lots to learn, obviously, with softball Canada. Yeah. And uh, but uh, overall, I, I really enjoyed the experience and enjoyed networking with people. Meeting meeting Brian Patton was a pretty high light up. For I was gonna mine. bring that up. Yeah, so I get to play against uh, Brian when I was younger in '94, actually. Uh, we played against the Toronto Gators. Uh, I, well, he was at the ICs that year and it was in Summerside, but right. also I played against him uh, at the Canada Games Diamond in Halifax when the, oh, the Gators, when the Gators were here. Yeah yeah. 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 So I got to play against him there. I was with uh, the Summerside 94s at, that, that, for that game. Yep. And then uh, I got to play against him at Nationals in Saskatoon that year too. And we actually beat them, which was kind of cool. Nice. But I did mention that to him too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he did line up a guest for the podcast. And then I said to him, <laughs> Brian, I'm a co-host on a podcast with that other shoot. He's, oh, oh, yeah. I was wondering when someone was going to ask me to come on. <laughs> That's crazy. Not necessarily ours, but on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he he said, "Is it laid back?" I said, "Oh fuck yeah, he's oh fuck great." <laughs> so yeah, he's. Uh, I'm really looking forward to getting Brian on. What a beauty! He, yeah, he had good stories speech, and his deductions. Yeah. Really good. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pumped. Man. Super, super nice man too. Yeah, that's gonna be. Uh, I can't wait for that. That's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, and also, I, I would like to say too, congratulations. I didn't get to all obviously walk around and say hi to everyone with uh, the inductions, but congratulations to all of the inductees into right. the Hall of Fame. There were some beauties there, just as far as volunteers go, and yeah. you know, coaches and and whomever. Like teams, there was a there was a slow pitch team from Ontario that has won numerous numerous uh, big tournaments, mm -hmm. and they were inducted into the Hall of Fame. It was pretty special for them. Awesome. I'm sure they ripped it up that night too. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. And Elsie and I, there so, was a guy on the team. He looked like Jason Sanford. I swear. To God, Elsie can attest to that, but I didn't take a picture of him. Sandy, playing yeah. ball. <laughs> no, I can't imagine. No. That. <laughs> anyway, uh, U18 Worlds. Wow, man, oh man, it's so exciting. So so good to watch. Uh, obviously, we got to give a shout out to Cam Weatherby, Garth Perrin, yeah. of course, Patty Hazelton down there. Yeah, that's right. We have three Nova Scotians down there, which is freaking awesome. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I have so much to talk about in that like yeah as of right now it's thursday night the super round began stupid super right round. now oh, i don't even get me started keep on going. that stupid thing mexico and u.s they're dogs legit man. 
Yeah. They are legit. Like they're, yeah. Like, so like good. I said, Cody Gibbons right now is throwing between 78 and 80 miles an hour. Yeah. And that's what they're clocking him at. And he's 17 years old. Yeah. That's nuts. Like, man, come on. Such a future for that guy. Yeah. And I mean, not just for him, a lot of them. Not no. just him. Pitcher on uh, Mexico, Carlos Para. Outside the shoot. He, oh, he's, yeah, he's definitely outside the shoot, <laughs> but he's got a nasty change to go with a rise that jumps. And fast too. Yeah, I wonder what he's throwing at. Do you know? They, they didn't say. Yeah. Like you, Kyle, Kyle Smith's doing the play-by-play uh, yeah, play yeah. for on the English version, yeah. and and he never mentioned anything about that. Like he mentioned Cody, how how hard yeah. he was throwing, but uh, no, as far as Carlos, it, they haven't said. But when he's snapping it, it's coming off yeah. pretty quick. I actually videotaped him pitching, and uh, I was trying to pick his pitches. Oh yeah, yeah, because he does give away. Uh, he falls off the left on his changeup. Does he? I, I don't know if you noticed it or not, but I was just slowing it down, looking back. And no, forth. I didn't. I was going to send it to Cam, but <laughs> but uh, he hides everything else pretty well. But he yeah. does. I mean, this—he's a kid. He's yeah, yeah, so much exactly. to learn. And but that's what I think. throwing it, the way he is right now is like, man, if he'll if be in the ice. This Mexican team, like, if yeah. they can stay with it, like, you know what I mean? Like, just yeah. work on the craft. Yeah. Work on the craft. Man, they have a freaking bright future ahead. Smashing the ball. Yeah. Oh, there. They hurt her big time. Speaking of smashing the ball, Boom. <laughs> Logan Boom. Holy hell, man. He has the best name, too. Boom. And he's Boom and home runs, too. <laughs> yeah. Smack God, Boom. Turning on. You know what's funny, though, watching this is guys know when they get a home run and they're watching it. And like a couple of them, we, like we've had some bat flips and stuff. Can yeah. you imagine that happened back in the day? Like no. back in the day, like oh man, no. I think it's a little different. It's a different, too, when different it, now, and it's different being at the younger ages too. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's more, and of course they're playing off of what takes place now in Major League Baseball Correct. a lot of times. Correct. So there's so much bat flipping and what yeah. have you, but I think that at that young age, um, there's a little bit of showmanship going on. Yeah. But at the same time, they're young. It's like it's kind of oh, yeah. cool. It is. It yeah. Definitely but is. I can't imagine like just imagine playing with Ryan Robin and that took place. The next guy was getting dotted <laughs> for sure. Yeah, like there's 100%. no question. Yeah. 100%. Anyway, we, uh, man, we got a big guest on. Oh, super excited. Johnny Hill. Oh man. This, uh, oh, this guy has so much knowledge of the game yeah. and has been such an integral part of Newfoundland's growth. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like Johnny Hill has played a big role in the development there. Oh, for sure. Yes. And he is, one of the big reasons that, you know, they've won eight of the last 10 nationals. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be fun to, you know, talk to Johnny and get the, yeah, I'm get really, the stories. I'm really interested. I have a couple of questions I want to ask him just around, you know, favorite moments, favorite teams type idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won't yeah. hear this now, so it's fine. It's <laughs> right. Great. Actually, I, I, it's funny because I list, I went back and listened to, you know, the one he did with Hilly and Lolly. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to, like, the thing is when Hilly and Lolly have a guest on, I, want to get different questions, you know, of just course. Try to, yeah. We don't want to make it repetitive But with Johnny and you know, it's, it's kind of hard because you know, he's done everything with them and, uh, and they, yeah. they covered a lot, Yeah, but there's one thing that they didn't cover. And that was 2014 in Charlottetown when it was an all Newfoundland final. Oh yeah. And what's even crazier, both teams were all Newfoundland players. There was no imports. No pickups. I, I found that. I looked it up. I was looking today at the thing. That's sick. They were all Newfoundlanders. That's sick. Yeah. So I, I'd like to hear what, like, because, yeah. I mean, Johnny's 
so proud of oh my gosh yes and everything how and, couldn't you be yeah exactly yeah. And, and to have an all newfoundland final there and yeah and not you know they've had their imports like of course you know early on they had uh lz and and opie yeah when they won the first two yeah. and then later on it's maddie was there and but, yeah you know in 2014 was picked up there years ago too that's right too yeah 2014 all newfoundland so that's crazy yeah i'd that's like crazy. to uh yeah you know pick his brain on that one so why won't we get to them? Let's, uh, yeah. That's a long intro. Let's get to We're it. We're at 17 minutes in this intro, That's man. Good. We had a lot of Yeah, we had a lot to talk about. All right. Let's get Johnny. Good. Yo. All right, here we go. We are happy to have on with us today, former men's national team coach and softball Newfoundland Hall of Famer, Newfoundland native, John Hill. Johnny, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. How's things going over on the rock tonight? Everything's wonderful. Uh, a bit chilly in the air. I think it's like zero, minus one, one degree. So oh, yeah. I had to peek the curtains uh, open every morning when I wake up to see if there's any snow in the ground. Yeah. Other than that, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely coming. Yeah, sure. it's it is. Yeah. yeah. Any uh, any big dark games going on in the basement tonight? Or, uh... <laughs> I, I, I'm not. Uh, I, I had a bit of surgery on my hand there uh, uh, last week. So oh. uh, it's, my, it's my throwing hand. So I'm, I'm on the shelf for... Uh, for three or four weeks but uh, oh. but before that yes yeah jason uh jason had dared come over every now and then when he was a bit short on money and, <laughs> and uh, take me on a few matches and walk away with a with a 20 spot or a box of beers but, <laughs> so awesome. how he how heated do the games get down there pardon me how how heated do they get down oh no there? no it's not bad no no no, no. we used to have we had a dart league uh going here and i i'd probably host it every second or third time and and uh in the afternoons and that and you know just small stakes but no never ever gets heated but oh. always a few uh few barbs going around about this and that and everything else of course oh but, there has uh, to be yeah nothing, nothing uh, that caused any red faces or uh no or anything anything any more serious than that but usually all just fun oh yeah fun. I, I can picture well i mean i think shalesy's been there of course Nikki and, has been here yeah, yeah and Raleigh's I, been here and just yeah. trying to picture the games between you know those guys going at it and the and just the uh yeah. you know the the shooting off back and forth how, how entertaining <laughs> that would be oh Jesus they can't even they can't even look at each other without arguing sure for Jesus sake let alone a game of ours anything they got anything to do with competition and yeah and one up get one up on the other there's there's serious competition it could be sixty yeah. sticks it could be anything <laughs> they're, they're gonna be into it they're yeah. gonna be into yeah. it yeah. for sure for sure so yeah. what have you been doing since the uh, season's ended uh pretty well not a whole lot just spending uh sure a bit of time around home with the with the wife and grandkids and uh i usually walk uh pretty well like five days a week it takes me an hour hour and a half so oh, uh usually that burns off the morning time i get up and have a cup of tea and go for a walk for an hour and a half come back grab a shower and next you know it's lunch time and then somebody's <laughs> usually calling can you give me a hand doing this do that or grandkids and stuff like that so yeah uh it's been uh it's always busy I, it's it's always been uh busy for me and uh I wouldn't want it any other way, of course. I, yeah. I hate uh, just sitting home doing nothing. So I'm always, uh, I, every day I wake up and I'll say, what am I going to do today? And I don't know nothing. It's five o'clock. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. So uh, the grandkids, they, are they in any sports? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, Jason's uh, 
uh, young fella. He's in the hockey and softball, and her daughter now, uh, Myra. She's just four, but she's in. She's skating uh, as well, and she's playing ball. And my oldest grandson, Cohen, he just uh, transitioned from baseball to softball. So, oh, there we go. Excited about that. So Very good. So uh, and then he has a daughter, Levin. She rose and she plays. Uh, she played a little bit of softball, and then young Connor. He he's more of a country boy. He he uh, his other grandparents have a cabin just an hour outside of town, and he's uh, he's he's big time into uh, up in the country, doing a bit of trout and quadding and stuff like that. So uh, that's fun. So he he hasn't jumped into it. He's tried some stuff, you know, yeah. but. It seems like uh, when it happens on weekends, he's wanting to be up in the country. So, yeah. so they're still working through that process, and and you know whatever whatever's good for him, I guess is good for us. That's Absolutely, right. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. as any grandparent or parent will say. I mean, whatever the the kids into, you, yep. you got to support them, right? Yeah. Well, uh, well, for sure, he got he got to live out what his dreams are, not 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 mine. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> no. right. Yeah. That's right. Well. Let's go back to the beginning here, Johnny. Let's. Uh, how did you get your start in the game of softball? Well, okay. Well, I, I, I'm going to take you back a, a bit. Uh, I first started back in 1970 uh, as a 10-year-old, and and uh, I grew up in a little area called Rabbit Town, and um, we we always had uh, bat and the ball in our hands and and uh, one of the guys that um, was a bit older he worked with a with a local newspaper had a lot of connections and stuff and anyway between the jigs and the reels uh, we got some property off of a, a church which was right behind his house and uh, and got some support from the city and and built a softball field oh wow and basically it it started uh it started that i think it was 1971 because it took you know a year to get everything going and stuff like that so so uh we just started form this program and call it higher levels because that's the neck of the woods we were in it was <clears throat> called like our higher levels or rabbit town and, and it was because like kind of a woodsy area you know in the in the uh, mid 1990s and stuff so so uh, we just basically started started from there and um it just i think i was probably in the peewee ball in and just went from you know peewee bantam right on up through the yeah. through the whole cycle so uh, as a player started back yeah started in 1970 so what was the landscape of ball like back there back you know during oh, that time oh, oh jeepers uh, well just like in st john's itself there was probably uh maybe like eight or ten different uh community centers that had softball uh, like the city used to uh, uh, support uh, all the local parks and with the summer programs like they have now, of course. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there used to be like eight or ten different communities. So uh, lots of places to play within like a gunshot, we'll say, of where we were playing. And uh, lots of competition and, and um, you know, just trying to get to the provincials then was a challenge because you had to beat out the eight or ten teams that were just in St. John's alone. Yeah, that's crazy. And, um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was good, and certainly then you move on uh, <clears throat> after that. Then you move into the provincials and stuff. So, so uh, lots of lots of kids playing ball, but you know we didn't have to we didn't have to uh, compete against uh, computers and, yeah, no, and right. uh, so, social media and all that stuff like that. So, like you know, I remember getting up in the morning and and uh, you know 
out to the door you go like get outdoors and play all day it's summer you're on your holidays and take my my bat and my glove and and uh, and head up over the hill and we'd always meet in the corner and and uh, every day we'd spend like hours every day at the ball field playing rounders and grounders and all kinds of uh, different different yeah. uh, matches and stuff like that and and uh, that's all it was you know it, yeah. was, it was that and and sleep basically <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, that's 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 how it went so uh, like i said well you weren't competing against <clears throat> so much more because not only that like you know you didn't have the like the transportation to, to get to go no. much anywhere else because if you didn't walk if you couldn't walk there you weren't getting there because you usually only had one vehicle in the family and you know and that person was working and stuff so yeah. so you're pretty well fended, fended for yourself and uh, like I say whatever you could play that was within walking distance that's what you took part in and, and for us guys it was it was softball yeah. basically or soccer you know and, and they both you couldn't do both because they clashed so right. so for a lot of us guys up around that area it was, it was softball Nate, nice. you say that area like I got to go go back to Rabbit Town here. Like yeah. it's just stuck in my <laughs> I've head. I've never heard of it actually. I know what like what's Rabbit Town? Uh, Rabbit Town was like there's there's different areas in in St. John's uh, that were designated. Like in now, where and, would that be? Because we've been to St. John's was, a couple times. Okay, well we we at Lions Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, just just over the oh, call up over the hill, <laughs> just up over the hill from. Uh, I used to sit. In, I could sit in my house and uh, and go in my uh, in my bedroom. I could look out the window. I could see Lions Park. Oh wow! So, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was like in the vicinity of Lions Park. It's, it was you know more like the center center part of the city. Yeah. So you know that was our area, and then you had other areas like Kelly's Brook, which was actually a part of Lions Park, and then you had Larch Place, which was about a mile away. You had Virginia Park. Um, then you, then you had uh, Signal Hill, and there was there were oh. so many more. But they were all like sort of based around the uh, center center part of the city because right. at the time then that was the city, you yeah. know. Yeah. But I mean, the city's expanded so much now that uh, that um, you know, there's right now there's probably only maybe one or Waterford Valley was another one. There's there's probably only one spot, maybe two spots right now that actually have softball as part of their summer program. You oh, know, that's so, unfortunate. Oh, it it is. It is. But but it's it's starting to grow again. And and I'm sure you're you're aware of uh, the Avalon Fundamentals. Oh, gosh. Yes. It's so fantastic. Yeah, they're really uh, they're they're really moving with the uh, with the minor softball program. And uh, Eddie McDonald's. I don't know. You know, Ed, you probably do. Yeah, I know the name. Yeah, Eddie. Eddie's got something on the go up in, in Babels, which is just outside the city, and and uh, and Brian Roach and Craig Power and and uh, Harold Kelly and them got some stuff going on in Outer Cove, which is just again a hop, skip, and a jump outside the boundary of the city and stuff down that neck of the woods. And Placentia are are, uh, are back in the minor ball. Mark Nash, who's the uh, technical yeah. director now with softball, Newfoundland. Uh, are moving again and Conception Bay Central really has never died because they've been, right. they've been a powerhouse, you know, since I got involved in a, a yeah. coaching minor ball back in the early eighties. So, so, uh, and the numbers, I just spoke with Gary Corpett, uh, last week and he's the president of softball Newfoundland and, mm-hmm. and he said the numbers are really growing like big time and, and here in Newfoundland more so, uh, on the female side. 
because it pretty oh, well petered good. out. But but uh, Craig Powers, um, uh, Turkey's nickname is he he's been coaching uh, the female end of it now for the last six or seven years, and and the numbers have uh, have grown uh, fairly significantly. And and Victoria Davis is on uh, she's on the board of directors, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's Bill and Dick and Jim and Mike and uh, 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 sister. And uh, she's she's been a been a huge uh, boost as well for uh, for female softball. So overall, the numbers are the numbers are uh, are growing. You know, minor softball, which is always good to hear. Love to hear it. That's awesome. I was just at the AGM uh, in Niagara Falls, and Victoria and Dave Feener was there, of course, and uh, yes. Mark Nash was there as well. They they right. I yep. mean, everybody at that meeting. Uh, you know, when we talk about ball obviously newfoundland's a powerhouse but the the way that things are going on right now is and we spoke of the avalon wave especially because we spoke yes. about the you know national team members actually running programs yes. and w- what a great idea that is and because we try to implement that here in a sense where we'll get our you know national team members well justin schofield or david watson or brody frazier or those guys that have all played on those national teams they come out yes. and help with the kids and a yep. lot of times we'll get them to wear like their uniform or their, right. you know their jersey or whatever it is but kids really look up to that stuff and it's, it's super important you know when you talk about giving back because those those people have been given so many opportunities with better coaching and all of the above and to give back to those communities that's huge for the game there's no no question about it. Uh, you know, it, it always like everybody f- feels that like, well, it's softball and it's free, you know. But it's not free. It's it's like these guys are are charging. Uh, so they have a camp set up. They're charging minimal fees for the, for what they're giving, or yeah. you know what they're giving, and and what they're learning is is fantastic. And and I and I look at you know from the hockey side of things, like there's been hockey camps, hockey schools oh God, yes. for years yes. from the same caliber of guys that, that we have now teaching softball. But some people think, say, Hey, it's, you know, it's probably wrong to be charging these kids for, yeah. for, uh, these softball camps. And I'm saying like, why? Because like they're getting expert instructions and, and they're still only like a, around, you know, 20% of what it would normally cost because, but because these guys really do have a passion for the game. Exactly. Number yes, and number exactly. two is they have, they have small families as well. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Now they all do. Yeah. And, and they're sacrificing, they're giving their time up, yeah. you know, to, uh, to help other kids in that. And, and I'll be honest with you, and I don't know what they get paid, but I'll guarantee you it's not what is, they're not getting what they're worth. No, they're not going to become millionaires from it. That's for sure. Not, not a chance, right? <laughs> no. It's just, a, it's just an opportunity for a lot, for a lot, hopefully a lot of these kids to be able to have an opportunity to walk in, in their shoes. And yeah, that's, absolutely. What the, that's what the most important thing is for these guys. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I think it's, I think it's fantastic. And we're having, we're having more and more camps now and more and more clinics uh, than we've ever had before. Yeah. And, you know, I just think, I just think it's long overdue. Uh, we have a few more facilities available right now that can house uh, these guys and uh, from having, uh, allow them to have camps and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, that, that part of it is, is absolutely going in, in the right direction. And we're getting, we're getting the support now from the uh, provincial association, provincial governing body as well. Yeah. And uh, we have a, a technical director in place now, and we have an executive director uh, that are on basically full-slash-part-time status. And, uh, and, you know, they're putting the time into it, and they're able to uh, put a lot of focus in, into, the, uh, into the program. Yeah. And, and uh, I think we're reaping the benefits from that. That's right fantastic. Now. Yeah, love that is it. Great. That is great. Well, let's go back to uh, you know your career and everything, like growing up and stuff. Um, when uh, when did you you know start playing in the? Of course, we talk about the senior league here 
over there all the time. Like that, that league started in the fifties, did it not? It, it did. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, uh, I think in, in, the, in the late eighties, it was 50 years and it's, it's, yeah, it's well up there. Yeah. It's Man, in the sixties, maybe close to that's crazy. So when, yeah. when did you uh, start playing in that? I started playing in it in, uh, I think it was 1977. Okay. When I was, uh, when I was 17. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and in 1970, 1978, 70, yeah, 1978, uh, we hosted, uh, first ever, uh, junior national. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. In 78. Yeah. So, so in 77, we had like this team that we, you know, we put in, put in the, uh, in the senior league. And then in, in, in 78, uh, those guys that started playing softball at higher levels, uh, we put a team in the senior league in, in 1978. So that was the first, that was the first crack at, uh, at senior ball. And we hosted the junior nationals that year. And, and, um, and Jerome, Jerome Brocklehurst was their, uh, was their pitcher. And uh, and Ronnie Boland and Ronnie had at the time was just coming out of he was playing junior B we call it junior B in Outer Cove him and his brother Joe and uh, and and Drome uh, pitched uh, most of the games in '78 and he got the nickname called the Iron Man and and here we had Ronnie Boland there and didn't know how freaking good he was <laughs> and uh, he hit mostly hit he didn't hardly pitch at all and um and then you, you fast forward to 79 we hosted our first senior national and then all of a sudden we said ronnie bowling holy shit is this guy good yeah. and he and, you know ronnie ended up being our, our best uh our best pitcher in 79 so so uh for for brock at the time brock was uh 21 that was his last year junior and ronnie was uh ronnie was 21 as well so Two of them moved on to uh, to uh, the senior men's uh, nationals, and and I actually played in uh, in the '79 senior men's as well. Oh wow! Because I was just just had just turned nineteen. Yeah. but there was a fierce fierce rivalry between us and and Placentia. Wow. And uh, in '78, we won the junior nationals, and okay. we picked. Or I'm sorry, junior junior provincials. Oh, provincials, yeah. We were allowed. <clears throat> I think we were allowed two pickups, and we picked up. Lenny Wakeham from Possession, and in '79 we lost, and uh, and they, I don't know, something happened. They said, you know, screw you guys, we're not we're not picking up anyone. So, said, fair enough. So they had open tryouts for uh, had open tryouts for the um, senior men's team, and and lucky enough, I, I made the team, and uh, so I got to play in the first ever junior canadians held in newfoundland, and the first ever senior canadians, and I actually played like most of the, I think I sat out couple of couple of games here and there but down the stretch i ended up playing uh playing outfield i was the first baseman at the time but ended up playing playing outfield so so uh those those were two uh two nice highlights to yeah be, my gosh uh, i guess they would be a part of yeah. wow yeah. that must have been like huge back then like back-to-back summers you know it, hosting it those nuts. two events it, it was nuts in in uh and both both of those tournaments in <clears> 78 79 were played at lions park and the place you had to actually like go sideways to get out of the park after the games. Wow. Like it was, it was that many, that many people there like that. When well, you guys were in Lions Park yeah. and um, there was stands around the whole park oh. and they were stacked, completely blocked. And they had uh, the guys were doing broadcasts on the radio and stuff and was not on TV, but radio broadcasts and stuff. And it was, uh, it was unreal. Like the, the, the people that turned out, but again, you know, there, there wasn't a lot out there that, that, uh, that, 
people had to do other things. So softball, you know, back in that day was it, you know, the softball, yeah, yeah, soccer yeah. and baseball. That was it. That's the three summer sports. It wasn't even hockey then, right. you know, in the summertime. Right. It was just just soccer, baseball, and and softball, and and the people you know come out in the droves, and and, uh, and they still do actually, you know, not as many, but but they still come out and uh, and support when uh, when we host uh, national events. Oh gosh, yes, for sure, man, no better yeah. place. Every time you mention Lions Park, all I can picture is that backstop, like man, well, <laughs> because it's forty five feet high. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. It's it's massive. Uh, yeah. Well, the reason for it is because. Um, Neighbors, yeah, of course, because uh, it's yeah. close to the area, and, and a lot of we were losing losing a lot of balls, but not only like getting a lot of complaints about yeah. balls from gardens, and and there, there's not a lot of uh, green space, I guess, that was available, so they mm-hmm. decided to put up this humongous, <laughs> humongous back. There's no back way, there's back, no foul so. balls going over that, like no, on foul tips. Like. No, they, they get caught up, they get caught up uh, in, in the fence and everything, and and yeah. uh, it's funny because uh, my youngest son, Michael, he's a He's an arm worker. And uh, in the early days when uh, he'd be down watching games and balls would go up there, he'd, he'd climb up. He'd climb up <laughs> I'd be looking around and say, Where, where's Michael? I'd probably be coaching. I'd say, where the hell is he gone? And <laughs> you'd look up and he's up that freaking backstop and uh, getting balls and everything. So uh, oh. Bill Barron, who's Bill Barron, who's been uh, involved in the senior league since, since it started. And Bill is in his 80s now. And, and uh, Michael showed up at a game this year and – and Bill said, uh-oh. And he, he pointed to Michael up there with the ball up there. I said, don't you dare. <laughs> don't you yeah. dare go up that thing. Not a chance. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That is so good. So, I mean, you would have, you know, getting your get, getting in that senior league in St. John's, I mean, of course, the ball back then was fantastic. Because, I mean, you guys – had such talent over there, but of course you didn't get recognized because nobody, you know, traveled off the island or anything like that. Correct. True. Yeah. So I mean, you playing in the in the league back then. I mean, how how fun was it? You know, going out there every night and you know competing against the guys. You know, it was awesome. Yeah. It was it was a, a very very fierce and competitive league. There was when I first started, it was like six teams, maybe seven. And uh, and the competition was was fierce. Now I was you know starting out just a young buck, eighteen, nineteen year old, and uh, I you know I just <clears throat> loved the competition. And we had a young team out of uh, higher levels in uh, in uh, when we first started in seventy eight, and uh, we didn't do much in seventy eight, seventy nine. We made it to the to the championship. We lost in game seven because. You know, we discovered Randy Bowling basically. So he came and uh, he came play with us that year, and and uh, we made it to the finals. And then we did another year in 1980, and then we we split up. There was some bit of stuff going on, and the team split, and we sort of some of us moved on to other teams, and so on and so forth. But but the uh, the competition was was awesome, you know. And and people always ask me about uh, the competition then and now, and it's it's so hard to do because technology. Right. Yeah. And everything else, but yeah. but I always like to go on record. Like the the ball players that we have produced here in the last ten years, I don't have to say anything about that because we all know. But yeah. but I always said that you know if the ball players in my era uh, had had the opportunity yes. that the, these boys had, I promise you, uh, what happened uh, in starting in two thousand and twelve with the with the run of wins, it it, it could have happened earlier, but not not I wouldn't say in succession, but. It, it could have happened earlier by, you know, could have won a national earlier. But mm-hmm. our guys, like we, 
we had some really good ball players, but it's like everything. And now being a coach, I get it. I understand uh, why uh, Newfoundlanders never made the national team, you know, any more than like a Colin Abbott making it. Yeah. And, uh, and um, so, but you know, the reason is, is that, you know, every year we go to the nationals and, you know, we do well in the round robin. Of course we would, but then the weekend came, and, uh, you know, we ran out of gas basically. Yeah. And, and we, then we started facing teams, top pitchers. I of mean, course, we all know it's like during the round Robin, you say, okay, we're playing Newfoundland. Let's use this guy, that guy, whatever. And, uh, you come to playoffs and then we're, you know, we're home here playing two games a week. That's it. We don't do any tournaments outside of amongst ourselves, one tournament a year. And then, and then the uh, provincials, uh, and then we go away and we're in a, we're playing these bunch of games like over, over a week, basically, cause that's yeah. how long the tournament used to be. Yeah. And, uh, and you, you throw that in and, and, um, you know, and then all the social activities and, and it, and it catches up with you and, and, you know, and then we face top notch pitching on the weekend, our batteries are run down. And uh, you have injuries kicking in because guys not used to playing and stuff, and and not being around on on uh, Saturday and and Sunday was huge because uh, coaches, you know, national team coaches that go to these tournaments yeah. probably show up on Thursday, yeah, you know, and 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 they want to see what guys can do in, in the big games, and if you're not in them, right. Then how, how can you evaluate? How yeah, can you you're take not gonna, a shot? Yeah, no exposure when you're not in them. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So how yeah. can you take a chance? How can you take a chance on a guy who has one good tournament? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and put him on the national team. You know, and that's and that was the issue that we that we always ran into, and I think that you know that held us back from from uh, you know from having more representation on the national team because I can I can assure you, and I always say it that you know the players we had in the day were as good as the players we have now, but. They just didn't get the uh, experience and the exposure, and That's they didn't right. get, get the chance to. They didn't get a chance to expose their skill sets. Yeah, and I think okay, they didn't get a chance to to push push to the limit like the guys did now because they had a lot. To, like uh, you know, I look at a Ronnie Bowen, I look at a Billy Windsor, and and uh, and I look at uh, David Bowling. Like there was there was there was a good you know six or seven guys that were as good as the six or seven that we're, we're putting out there now. Yeah. But like I say, they, they were, they were restricted or they couldn't go away. I mean, back then it was, it was basically was pitchers. Yeah. Right. Unless you were a Colin Abbott, like you, you weren't going, oh, you see, um, you know, unless you were a super, superstar, basically teams yeah. weren't going to, weren't going to pay for it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and now like it changed over, well, it's almost getting back there now because the game is so, so global, but, but, uh, you know, these guys had, had the opportunity to expose their skill sets and stuff. You know, I think things that ha- has happened recently may have happened a little bit earlier, but yeah, you'll never know. makes sense. This, this is my opinion. Yeah, no, it makes sure. total sense for yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah. And didn't I, I heard you say that, uh, you know, back in the day you guys would go to nationals and it would, you know, it would be half like a vacation for you guys, you know, getting off the island. Yeah. Well, what happened pretty well is that that trip for most of us would be the only trip for the year. Right. Yeah. You know, that was it. Like that was our vacation, uh, ball tournament and, um, everything thrown into one basically. Okay. Cause, cause we don't, we don't, we don't, couldn't really most of us couldn't afford it. Right. Bottom line, you know, because because of uh, uh, you know being able to afford to go on vacations and stuff wasn't something that happened a whole lot back in the yeah. late seventies and eighties, unless you had a lot of money. And I mean, I right. I'll speak for myself on that. I mean, I you know I I was living from payday to payday basically, and yeah. and uh, and that was it. And you know, the trip to the nationals was it for me for probably for ten years. 
geez, I think I was probably 40 years old before I went on a trip uh, yeah. <laughs> that I had to pay for, you know, out of my pocket. Kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, so, and it was much the same with, with everybody else. So, so you look at that and then, and then you look at like, okay, Newfoundlanders, we have a culture as you know, and, uh, and we like to sing and, and we like to entertain And we had a, a team, you know, when I, I used to go to nationals with the, with the boys. And a lot of times it was green sleeves who were, who were representing the province. And yeah. they had, you know, four or five guys like Chris Curran, you know, for example. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and, uh, we all, we all know Chris with the Marshallist men and, and Jerome is a, a character, of course. And then we had Ray O'Brien, our manager and, and, uh, and Wilf Curran, John's brother and the Marshallist men. Like we had some pretty skilled artists basically yeah. that yep. were good ball players as well. And, and, you know, they, they like to sit down and, and uh, in the in the beer tent and have a few beers and entertain. I mean, I know the people gravitated around the Newfoundlanders because they like to they like to entertain. Yes, and, of and you know, it, it became this this myth that you know you play the Newfies uh, all week. They're the best team on the weekend. They're the worst team because they're they're boozed out and everything else. But <laughs> that's 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 not that's not true. Like it's like no, if you gosh, ask no. anybody else. And, and yeah. I spoke to another Newfoundlander who who played with Ontario for a good many years. And he said, Hilly, he said, I'll tell you what. He said, I played at the Nationals in Ontario, he said, for a good many years. And I can guarantee you right now, we drank as much or more than you fellas did, but we oh, did yeah. it in our hotel rooms. Right. Nobody's right. seen us. Yeah. Right. But us guys, we like to entertain. Yeah. Right. So we go have a few beers and stuff like that. And then, then it came out that, that, uh, you know, this is the reason why the new plan couldn't win because they were partying up, boozing up and everything. But, but that's not the case. The case, the, the real fact of it is, is that they didn't have the exposure. They weren't used, we weren't used to playing seven, eight games. No, that's a know, hard, that's a hard week. Or, that's or a really games. hard week to win. They, they weren't, they weren't used to it. Yeah, you know? of course and, not. And they weren't used to the competition. They weren't used to like you going up and, and facing Mike Pietnik. Yeah. You going up and facing Darren Zach. You facing Brad Underwood. And and the list goes on and Randy on. And on. Oh, and yeah. Ra- oh, and Randy Frame. Oh, and Randy Randy Frame. So so you you look at all that and and add it all together and say like I, I'm I'm like we always had the had the uh, and I I blamed a lot of on the media saying oh Newfie's choke Newfie's choke Newfoundlanders choke again right. choke again. Yeah. They didn't choke. They just, they just absolutely, you know, got stonewalled because of uh, not used to playing so many games, not used to playing against great teams, not used to facing the best pitchers in Canada. The heat was another another issue, yeah. and yeah, a little bit of partying. But listen, we were no different than anybody else. That's right. No, and and, and and Randy, you played on you played yeah. many nationals, yeah. and Chris, yeah. and don't go telling me you all went up there and 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 sat down and went to Bible school every night. No, I never had a drink, John. We used to play Risk no, or Monopoly. Not and... one, no. <laughs> Johnny, I woke not up a, not, not a toddy. Johnny, I woke up in the farm in Fingal. And yeah, exactly. Nationals, and I have no yeah. idea how I got there. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, there you go, right? You know, so <laughs> we we all got we all got stories to tell in that area. So I I I, I defend that that uh, yeah. you know that statement, and and I you probably might have read the article that was written by uh, Dominic Damasio. Fantastic, yeah, and, by the and way. It, he, yeah, it was a, it was a great story, and and uh, you know he he went by some things that that he had heard. Yeah. basically and and you know we we chatted when he wrote it like and before it actually came to publish we we me and lolly and jason you know we had a conference call and said hey okay you got to change a few things here you know and and he changed them because he he wasn't aware of 
you know, he was thinking the same thing about the party and all this stuff. And I said, hold on, I'm not asking you to take it out because yeah, you know what? We did socialize, but that's not the reason it's, it's probably one of six or seven contributing factors. It is not the contributing factor. It's one of, and the rest of them are, you know, uh, not getting away, not getting exposure, facing the best team, best pitching and stuff. So I'm not asking you to take it out because there is some truth to that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's not only it wasn't only us, it's every team. It's part of the culture of softball. That's right. You know, that that's what happens. Like we see guys we haven't seen in a year. That's right. You know, you get a trip off the rock first time traveling in a year. Like you're <laughs> trying to do everything, everything at, at the one time. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. Disneyland. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and that, and that's it wasn't only us. I'm sure there's other teams the same. same oh way, Jesus, but, yes, 100. But, but like Ontario and BC and these guys, Alberta, like at the time, they had sponsors, okay, that were paying paying their way and stuff, and, and paying for their airfare, paying for their hotels, and so on and so forth. Like, and I'm sure I'm sure you guys never had it in in, uh, in Nova Scotia. Hell that, no. that everything was paid lock, stock, and barrel. Like we. No actually had to go out and, and we get some money like Hancock, Dick Hancock was really good with, uh, with green sleeves, uh, back in the eighties and, and Labatt with a few times away away with Labatt, they kick in, you know, mostly beer kind of thing. Here's yeah. hundred dozen or 200 dozen, uh, go make 10 grand kind of thing, you know, yeah. but, but that's, that's, and that's people talk about Ontario teams dropping off and BC. Now. The reason was because these teams that came to the nationals, a lot of them, they were paid for. Mm-hmm. And then that's all right. of a sudden when the, when the big sponsors dropped out, these teams said, no, we're not going. Yeah. We're not going because we got to raise money and stuff. Cause a lot of them were playing, playing uh, circuit ball and stuff. All you see and that and everything was paid for. Mm-hmm. And then when, when, when they had to dig in their pockets and come up with the money, they decided that they weren't going. Nobody wanted to. Yeah, that's right. Man. That's a fact. I guarantee yeah. you, but it never, it never hindered Newfoundland because we've done it forever. Yeah. It was a norm. It was a norm for us to do that. But, but then when you had the, the bigger teams that all of a sudden the sponsorship dried up, they weren't prepared to do what it took to get there because they weren't used to it. Yep. Right? They weren't used to it. And we just kept on trucking and, and, uh, and kept, kept her going, kept the wheel going and going. And then, you know, we managed to put together uh, a, a good program down here with, you know, picking our best players instead of club teams with a few pickups and stuff and got our best guys that were away, convinced them that you don't have to go away like and make whatever you're getting for, we come come play with us and and uh, and let's win a friggin' national for Newfoundland. Like that's got to be a priority for us because we've been knocking on the door and yeah, exactly. and the players bought into it. They bought into yeah. it. Yeah, for sure, friggin' and, did. And, and, Sons and, of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it happened, but it was it was not an easy battle getting there. I'll, I'll tell you that. No. But, but it happened. Well, Johnny, I heard you say like uh, this is a question like you know of course you were on with the guys there a couple years ago on on dust up and this has been bugging me for a while now what was the holdback from softball newfoundland okay in a, in a, in a nutshell uh, i won't get too much into it cuz uh, it'll take take too long but <laughs> bottom bottom line is in a nutshell was that in like in 20, 2010 we finished second 2011 uh, we finished third 2012 we won um Going back to 2010, uh, we felt myself, uh, Junior Bruce, who's owner of Three Cheers, and it's a small pub. It's not. This is a small pub now that's paying his bills, basically. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not something that we can whistle out 15, 20 grand, 25 grand. And uh, and and Colin at us. We got Colin on board. Colin had retired and said, "Colin, let's try to put something together to win a national." And so, so we wanted to we wanted to put together uh, an all star team, basically. Which there's 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 probably like 45 players yeah senior that's it 
Now, there's, there's more teams in Ontario, Alberta, B.C., Saskatchewan. There's more teams than what we got players. Yes, that's right. In Newfoundland. And it's, just, and it's not much different than Nova Scotia, PEI. No. And uh, so we wanted to put together, and, and the senior league got involved in this as well, we wanted to put together like an all-star team. So let's, let's send two teams, and we've done that for a number of years, sending yeah. two teams. Let's, let's put together an all-star team, and let's get it done in, in May or June. Let's not wait until August, until after the provincials are over, and a club team going away and picking up two or three players, because other problems is they're looking for these guys. And if you don't have your shit together, they're going to say, I'm not waiting That's to right. find out if we're going to win the provincials. And I'm not waiting to see if I'm going to get picked up. So I got a guaranteed game of ball, so I'm going. Right. So they go play with other provinces. So it's a, let's put together an all-star team. And the senior league uh, voted it down. Basically, you know, we had a meeting, and it was a meeting on, at the ballpark, standing up outside about six or seven of us. And I said, this is not, this is not going anywhere. But anyway, they said, no, we're going to stick with the club team. said, okay, no, no problem. So, and the reason for it was, was simple. Okay. And the reason, and then the provincial association got involved. Uh, the reason the senior league didn't want it, uh, number one, the senior league was sponsored by Molson. Our, our team that we wanted to send away was sponsored by Labatt. Okay. Uh. So, all right. So we had, a, we had a brewery, we had a brewery conflict there. And, and there were some players in the senior league that said, Hey, you know, it's the only chance we get to get off the island to go to a softball tournament is the nationals. It's the reward for winning this, for winning the uh, provincial championship. It's a reward to go to the nationals. And I said, absolutely. I, I agree hundred percent. It is a reward. I agree. Like I, I don't argue against that, but my eyes are bigger. I, I want to, I want us to win a national championship. Right. We've been so close. We've been so close and we can do it right now. We're, we're at a point right now where we have the horses, but if we don't bring them all to the, to the stable, then we're not going to win. We're going to just continuously shooting ourselves in the foot. And, um, anyway, they said no. So 2000 and 2011, our team that we coached won the, um, provincial. So we basically took an all-star team. And we, we uh, Sean Whitten to come with us from uh, Sean was out in Alberta. Mm-hmm. Sean Clary was just coming at the box because in, in 2010, he, he didn't pitch with the Newfoundland's first team. He pitched with the second team, which was wrong because, again, we shot ourselves in the foot by Clary pitching with the other team. Yeah. And uh, the second Newfoundland team. And uh, in 2011, we, we, we basically ran the table. And then, as you know, the story goes, Ontario brought in the Todd Martins and Dale Levy's and Robbie O'Brien's of the world, and they finished last in the round robin. And, and uh, they brought these guys in the weekend. They ended up beating us. Uh, I think it was five to four or four to three in the championship game in 2011. So four to three. I mean, you guys they were up two nothing, then you guys went up three two in the fifth. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Levy hit a two run homer. That's Levy right. Hit, Levy hit a two run homer off Sean in the first inning, and then. Sean, Sean uh, pitched a good game right up till you know we we brought in uh, brought in Witty and uh, yeah. anyway yeah we lost that game four to three so so that's and that's what we had ninety five percent of our best players so uh, that year uh, in twenty eleven uh, Mark Dwyer's team had won the provincial so so they got smart enough that whoever won the provincials in August of one year would represent the province the following year. Okay. So give you give you time to put your team together and so on and so forth and raise some money in that. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Yeah, so Mark Dwyer's team uh, won the uh, won the provincials in 2011, and uh, he called me. He Mark called me around Christmas. He said, "Look, Hilly," he said, "I know what you guys are trying to do." He said, 
you're trying to win a national. I'm fully supportive of what you're trying to do. He said, we won the provincials, but I'm going to forego our title and I'm going to allow you and Colin and Junior to go pick your all-star team and we'll go as the second team. Oh, good man. Okay, and that's and that's what happened. And then and so then we got and picked all our best players and, and I'll tell you we call everybody that we that we wanted. Yeah. And, and we said we're not paying anyone because we don't have the money to pay anyone, but yeah. what we what we will do is we'll raise enough money to fly you guys up and put you in a hotel. Right. Now it might be three in a room, but we'll pay for airfare and hotel, but more importantly let's win a national championship because we've been close for a good many years. <laughs> and uh, and they all bought into us. And and uh, and then in 2012 we won a course and the, the, the softball gods weren't ready to give it to us on the field. They had to <laughs> announce it in the goddamn yeah. banquet hall. Yeah. I was, was going to ask uh, you about that. Like I mean, it's like huge moment for you guys, and like it still had to be a special moment though. I mean, even though it was rained out, it still had to be huge. Yeah. It it was it was like so hard to describe it was it was i said you know it's going to happen it's going to happen and and you know we got to the championship game and and uh, we were winning i think it was five to five, one five nothing actually F- five nothing yeah. and then the rains came and i, I just could have started balling you know i said no yeah. please no 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 yeah. so we went back to the our hotel rooms and then about three hours later they call us and the coaches and that we went back to the ball field and said, you know what, we can have this ready in about an hour, maybe two hours and we'll try to finish it off. And just as we're leaving the ball field, she opened up again and it <laughs> came down in buckets and stream. You probably, did you play that year, Randy? Uh, no, I got hurt. I was supposed to be with Charlottetown. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. And the skies opened up and I, and I, and then he said, guys, we can't, we can't, we just no way. It was just like, ankle deep water so yeah. i remember going back and we were all i call everybody down in the like the banquet hall we'll say and uh and i you know told them i suppose we just won our first national and it was a great feeling but it was almost anti-climatic yeah yeah for sure yeah. because i said you know what like we we ran this table here we dominated and uh and the softball gods said no we're not ready to do it not ready to give it to you on the field and and that was a little bit disheartening but it didn't stop us from partying that night and nope. stuff. And, uh, <laughs> and, you know, and then, but then we had to listen to after like over 50 years of not winning the national, then we had to listen to, to social media people saying, ah, they didn't win it, they, you know, cause it was rained out and blah, blah, blah. Like that part, yeah. that part like went through me like a dagger, you know, a yeah. hundred times over. And, and, uh, I said, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll go back in 13. And, uh, and then we went up in 13 and, and, uh, we got in the, against Ontario again and, and Bradley hit, uh, hey. hit the two run walk off up in Stratford. Uh, hey, it, you know, what's funny 40. though. You know, what's funny though. It's like the softball gods paid you back though. Cause I mean, they, they, what they a way, what a way to win yeah. it. That was, that was like phenomenal. And, I, and I, I'll, I'll tip my hat to Danny Scott on that one. Cause Ryan Bowen hit one off him and basically he broke his hand. Yeah. Basically early in the tournament. Yeah. And, uh, and he didn't pitch. I don't think at all till the championship game and his hand, you couldn't see his knuckles. His hand was that swollen up. And, Jesus. and, uh, and he pitched, uh, right up till when I think Lolly was coming up for the second time or something. And, and they made the switch and they brought in, uh, brought in court. And, uh, that was that game in 2013 was the game, you know, for me yeah. on the field with, with Colin and, and, uh, and junior Bruce. And, uh, yeah. and that was, uh, that was an amazing, uh, that that win was amazing, you know, because it actually happened happened on the field. But to get back to the other part about what you're saying is that then the provincial body started getting involved, 
and we hadn't heard from them in 50 years. <laughs> and, uh, and then they started getting involved and saying, okay, um, you know, we're going to decide, um, if you guys go back to defend your title, we'll make that decision, um, in November. Uh, we'll decide, uh, who's going to coach, who's going to be the sponsor. I said, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. And uh, they were, they were dead set against pickups. And I, and you know, our argument was that, look, you know, I, like we've never won and we're going by the rules here. We, like I said earlier, you know, we, we teams got team, uh, problems has got more teams and we got players. Like we're yeah. not breaking the rules here. We need to do what we got to do to win. We need to get the monkey off our back. That's what we need to do. And then we'll go from there. And after the first year we won, they started, uh, they started saying, well, you know, imports and so on. So I said, look, you're missing the boat here because, uh, by us allow uh, by us abiding by the rules and and having imports allows us to send two teams yes. because we don't have enough positions we don't have enough pitching here to support two teams so you're saying that we're taking a game of ball away from from uh, from players we're actually creating a game of ball for an extra fourteen guys exactly to yes. get a chance to go to the nationals but they they could not get their head around it they couldn't get their heads around it because again the provincial association. The, the the guy that the, the president and then went vice president was was a, a manager with Molson's. The league was sponsored by Molson's. The provincial association was sponsored by Molson's. Oh, and the team that was going to the nationals was were Labatt's. supported by the Bats. Yeah. Oh my god. And I don't give a rat's ass who hears me saying that's exactly yeah. one of the big things behind it. You can say what no one will ever admit it because you know it stinks. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. But but that's that's and again, in my humble opinion, and many more, that was the, the reality of it. So they they basically started picking away at us and saying, uh, you, you know, we're not even going to decide if you can go back. And I'm saying, hold on a second here. Yeah. I said, you, you can't stop us. Like softball, can the rules say that we get to go back as defending champs? Like you can't stop us. No. And they said, well, we're just trying to keep in line with the other divisions like minor divisions i said are you kidding me like you're comparing minor to senior number one I said, yeah. number two number two i said senior division is the only division of all the nationals that allow for the winner to go back and defend the title i said you're all out to lunch <laughs> yeah I, it's true though. and then after and after a third title they call me and say uh we're putting out applications for a coach for the team i said <laughs> what? what oh we're putting out for and then the coach the coach will uh, the coach will get to uh, to pick his uh, pick his assistant coaches, and then we'll discuss the sponsorship part later. And, and he said, "You're going to get it. You're going to get it." And I said, "Like, why would you say that? I'm going to get like there should be right now with the ball players we got now should be a hundred people applying for that job, you know? Yeah. And uh, and uh, and I said, this just is just. And then they wouldn't let us know until uh, this was going to happen like in November, December, and stuff. So that's anyway, ridiculous. The bottom line was myself and Colin and and, um, and Junior got together and said, "Boys, look, you know, we won three titles, and um, you know, right now we're being dictated to by a person that is ex- as president at the time. His experience was slow pitch and and house league junior, and he was he was being dictated to by somebody else yeah. uh, who who didn't who who if he had his way would still be using uh, wooden bats and balls made out of string." <laughs> And, and that's and that's why we were being. They would refuse to meet with us as a board. They wouldn't meet with us, and so on and so forth. And it got nasty. And uh, me and myself and Colin Junior met and said, you know, 
we had enough. This is enough. We got what we wanted. We got three rings. They can't take the rings away from us. So <clears throat> we're not putting up with any more. So we just three of us three of us resigned and pulled that's, the sponsorship. That's unfortunate. Stuff. My God, it was it sucked, but it was it, it was all over politics, a hundred hundred percent politics. Nothing more to it than that. And that's when people talk about the politics of sport. Yeah. Well, there's a class. That's a classic example of it right there. That's very that's unfortunate. It. So, John, Front and center, but was this after 2014 in Charlottetown? A- after 2014, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. 2014, There's, it was an all Newfoundland final with every player on the roster was from uh, yeah. Newfoundland. Exactly. That exactly. What? <laughs> I had to go to I had to go to a provincial association. They have meetings every year. As you know, you got uh, yep. Chris. Who was, who was president of Nova Scotia? Who is? Who then was? No, you weren't. Were you? Were you? Oh no, Chris no, I'm sorry. Board? That would have been Dave Houghton Dave back then. At the time. Oh yeah, Dave Houghton. Yeah, so they wouldn't meet me, so I had to go to a, a provincial association AGM yeah. with all the associations, minor and senior and all that stuff. And I had to go there, and I didn't have any standing because I wasn't coaching in Newfoundland. So uh, the team that Jason and them were coaching, they said, you go represent our team. And I said, hallelujah. Yeah. So I had to go to the meeting and to get an opportunity to speak to the president and vice president. And I had, and I had to blast them in front of everyone, about 100 people. And everyone was getting pissed because, you know, they're saying, like, this is an AGM, this is not. And, and anyway, it went on. So they, they decided they're going to have a vote. They're going to have a vote to determine if, if we would be allowed to have pickups. Now, we didn't, I don't, I think, I don't think we had anyone in 14 because we, you know, we were starting to wean away from the imports because we, we had enough within our, our own house, you know, right. to do it. Yeah. But we wanted the second team to go away to have imports so they could send the second team. Yeah. And then all the people that were representing minors say, why are we voting on this? Like, senior is not our business here. We're here for minor ball. Like if the senior right. men, if John Hill wants to do and Colin Evan and Junior Bruce want to do this and they're abiding by the rules, let why them are do you guys it. Getting involved? Yeah, exactly. What's your business? Like yeah. we're winning national championship. We're putting more players on the national team than we've ever done before. Exactly. And you guys are. Why are you guys getting involved? Makes zero sense. And they actually man. actually had to have a vote because the president at the time tried to convince. He was going around cams and all the minor guys to vote against it, and they didn't even know what we. They didn't even understand what the rules were. Oh, Jesus. And, and as, so... luck had, as luck has it, after after my sermon, they they voted. And they said, "Yes, they're abide by the rules. They're allowed pickups. That's up to them." And that's and that's what that's what happened. And wow. and then we broke. And that afternoon, then they had minor meetings in one room and adults. And I went in the minor <laughs> meeting and asked if I could speak to them all. And I apologized for yeah for uh, yeah. what happened. So I said, but the only way I could reach out to these guys, the only way, only way I could get to them. But, wow. but anyway, Man. it has it hasn't been an issue now since uh, since then. And and then Mark took over in fifteen, and and uh, Galway got involved in it. So. Uh, everything's been going smooth since then, but yeah. well, I tell you, it was it was uh, it was a, an awful battle, you know, with within our own league and and also within the uh, provincial associations. And I never I never made bad friends with anybody on the senior league level. So I understand, you know, like they had guys that that you know wanted a chance to go to the nationals. Yeah. I get that, yeah. you know, for winning. I understand that, but I was into the business of trying to win. Yep. You know, yeah. and that's that's where I came from. But I respected their decisions. But on the other side of it, I said like. The guys that will never get a chance to play in the Nationals if their club team wins, they don't get to play anyway because they pick up four or five players and they end up sitting on the bench. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, whereas whereas we, the way it is now, the second team, the team that wins the provincial goes, well, the guys that that would not get a chance to play can play. Right? Yep. Yep. They can play in the Nationals instead of going up and sitting on the bench, you know. so Which is huge, which is huge for them in their development. 
massive. Yeah, so yeah, political, massive. it's crazy. Wow. Think about this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a no, I was, never heard either. It was so frustrating. We just got reached the boarding point and stuff. And, and like I was telling these guys, they said, we're sending more junior kids to the senior nationals than any other province. Like we're sending two teams pretty well every year. Yeah. Like what is the problem here? Yeah. Well, the problem was politics. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. Simple. Well, anyway, that's the, that's the answer to your question, well, there, Randy. Hey, I, I'm glad I finally got that answer. Wow, I, I didn't yeah. think that it was that in depth. Well, wow. we're glad it's been resolved. Yeah, it's good. Sure. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, and it was a battle under always. Anyway, it sucks for the know, rest of us in in the country. <laughs> yeah. But hey, yeah. I well, like those I, rules. I kinda, you, you need all you need to do is go to uh, the telegr- evening telegram, the yeah. provincial <laughs> newspaper here in, in uh, December of uh, 2014. Yeah, and 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 there's a full page, a full page. And, and and this story because it broke and Robin Short, the late Robin Short, he he uh, he, he did a story on it and uh, it was a it was a full page and I mean a full page in the Telegram uh, going over the interview what you know what happened with me and with with the uh, provincial association of course and they had they had their story and we had ours and and I'll be quite honest with you everything that they said was bullshit yeah yeah it was baloney it was lies. <laughs> lies wow and i told it i told the truth but anyway that was it so so we were lucky that the that it didn't fall apart and uh and mark took over and and he was friends with uh with uh, danny williams and uh, they took it over and the boys kept on going so anyway just a little bit of history well, it's all good now love it love love hearing it well let's uh i gotta jump to the national team here because i mean i how did uh, that all come about you know as far as you uh getting on with the men's national team Okay, so in 2010, in PEI, I was coaching third base, and we were playing a game, and Elsie was injured uh, pretty well all week. I think it was a hammy or something. He had, had injured on himself, and we were playing PEI in the first double life game, and uh, Jason was on third base, and it was one out. And a ball was hit out to right field. Brian Clark uh, was batting, Bubba. Yeah. And I remember talking to Brian. I said, "Now, Brian, look, it's one out. We got to run around third, and we need to get this run." I said, "You know, I said work the pitch in here now and get something nice and drive it out in the field." Okay, coach, no problem. He said, right? <laughs> first pitch, bang!" <laughs> so uh, he hits it out to LZ, and uh, and LZ, it was it was mid outfield. Okay, and I knew LZ was hurt, and uh, who was catch for Pete? Uh, uh, Kelly Winstrom. No, oh, Kelly right. Winstrom. Winstrom was yeah. And Jason tagged up. Now, Jason, I should have known better. Jason is as slow as a turtle. <laughs> and uh, anyway, he tagged he tagged and broke for home. And LZ threw one about five feet up the third baseline. And when Kelly caught the ball, him and Jason collided. And down they went to two of them. And Kelly hung on to the ball. And Jason was called out. So... Anyway, we lost the game one nothing. So I'm over sitting over in the in the beer garden, and my head is down and everything. And and John Stewart, then who was assistant coach back in 2010, he comes over, and I hadn't I hadn't met him. Right, I hadn't met him. And he came over, and I knew who he was because of his status with the national team. And came over and basically consoled me and said, "Look, you know, Hilly is not your fault, kind of thing. And you know, you take a chance, blah blah blah." And what else? So that was basically my first interaction with him, and and nothing very much then until. Uh, until I got the call in, in uh, 20, 2014. Now, I, I suspect he was at other nationals along the way as right. well. Yep. 
But uh, but I got a, a something happened with the national team after they come back from Columbia, I think, in '14, and and um, uh, the coach, whoever the coach was, uh, I don't know what happened, but anyway, Stewie uh, got appointed uh, head coach, and they had to pick an assistant, I guess, because the clock was ticking towards. Uh, Saskatoon in 2015. So, so I guess the Salbog kind of said, "Look, you know, go find someone and and we'll put them in the position." And uh, and basically that's what they did. So my phone rang um, in the middle around the middle of December, and it was was John Stewart. And so we chatted and said, "Yeah, I know who you are, John." Blah blah blah. And so he he asked me if I was interested in becoming assistant coach, and awesome. and he said, "Don't answer, don't answer me right now." He said, "Take before take between 24 and 48 hours and get back to me. Think about it." Fantastic. Okay, no problem. So, twenty-four hours and one minute later, I called him. <laughs> I said, "Yeah, I'm in. I'm in a hundred percent." So, uh, so that's that's basically how how it started. You know, in, in uh, it was in December of, of twenty fourteen. So, so and, and what a year to come into! You know, Holy so, shit! I mean, I mean, safe to say, twenty fifteen will go down as one of your best years ever. <laughs> has well, to. Well, twenty twenty fifteen was was. Uh, Triple Crown. You know, it's just it's surreal, actually, with with the uh, with the with the uh, WBSC and then the and the Pan Ams and then um, and then when in the ASA with the Chiefs and the ISC with the Chiefs and yeah. and I wasn't coaching the Newfoundland team, but my you know my connection was there. Like, oh gosh, yes, everything. You know, Mark tells me, Mark Dwyer every time I see him, he say, "Hilly, this is your team. This is your team." He's every year, like every year. Yeah. And uh, so, like, 2015 was the was the pinnacle of. Uh, I said, "Holy shit!" Like, I'm coaching. Call, I, well, I called the big leagues. I'm in my my second year because I started with the Chiefs in in 14. Yeah. And then and this all happened in 15. I said, you know, it's just like mind blowing. Actually, just unbelievable. And just the right right spot at the right time. That's what it falls down to. You know, it's just lucky to be lucky to be. Well, I uh, think there's a little bit more to that. So. You're quite passionate about the game, so I think that's recognized. There's, there's a really good chance that had something to do with it. Well, I, I you know, it, there's a lot of good good people out there a lot and it's like like i say like the nhl and stuff and you know like a lot of it has got to do with your coaching but a lot of it's being the right place the right time and and a lot of lot of lot of eyes got to be dotted and t's to be crossed kind of thing and and for me you know with the chiefs it, it uh the same thing i mean they they won in in 13 i mean they won the isc and asa yeah in 13 and then i get i get a call uh asking uh, you know if i take the team over and i and i just said I, I don't know what the hell happened with whatever happened, but I mean, you guys just won ASA, ISC. Like, what the hell do you think I'm going to do? Like, right? You know? Yeah. And I met with the guys and they said, well, we're going to Florida in January. So I was slated to retire uh, at the end of uh, end of January. I was retiring from my job. And, um, and they said, well, we're going to Florida in the middle of January. And I said, okay. So I just pushed my retirement. I called uh, the people that pay, pay our pension checks. And I said, how much is it going to cost me if I go a month early? And he said, hold on a second. Boom, boom, boom. Well, it's going to cost you about a dollar a month, right? And, uh, and uh, I told him I had a chance to go to Florida. And he said, young man, he said, go to Florida. <laughs> so I left, uh, I left at the end of December. And, and then, uh, you know, we went down to Florida with the, with the Chiefs and that. So that. Uh, oh, wait, wasn't, wasn't that the tournament where it was a little bit of a rough start? <laughs> Yes, it was. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was like, well, I, I think we showed up and I didn't know anything about. Well, I, I went to the, I think it was in 2012, I went to the ISC in Michigan when the boys lost in uh, extra innings against uh, uh, 
Kitchener, Kitchener. Where I think it was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I know, you know, I know a little bit about it, nothing about the team, but I, we went down in, in, um, in January and, and I think there, we might've had about like 20 players and I said, Holy shit. How do we do with, how do we deal with this? You know? And, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so I was really quiet down there just observing what was going because there were still a couple of coaches there that were involved with the team and stuff. And, and uh, basically, when I come back, I said, you know, the ownership. I said, I, I'm like, guys, I can't manage like twenty ball players. Like, we yeah. got, we got, uh, you know, regular ball players, like the, you know, the good players, like Lally and Bradley, and them that I was good with. And then we had, you know, like three or four veterans. And then we had like three or four rookies. And I said, I, I can't manage this many players. So, like, other, you know, are we? What are we into here? Winning or development? Or I said, you guys make a call. If if you want to go with. You know, if you want to go with the veterans on behind you, if you want to go with the young fellas on behind you, but we, it's got to be one or the other. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so they said, okay, we'll, we'll let you know. And then they, anyway, they said, okay, we well, know we're going to go with the, with the veteran guys with, you know, Hig Levy and Crawford there, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and so that's, that's basically what happened. And, you know, we straightened that away in, uh, in 14 and, and then we went out and I think, yeah, we, we won the ASA, ISC again and, and again in 15 and then well, 15 was everything. So. That was the meal. That was the full deal there. So that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that uh, of, of course, I, I got to ask about, because I know Lolly's been a big part of your guys' family, like for many years now. What was it like watch, watching him pull off that three home run game? Because, I mean, that we've talked about it on here. I mean. Too much. Uh, yeah. yeah, a lot. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, <laughs> it go, it's got to go down as one of the greatest Canadian things that has happened in any sport. <laughs> No doubt about it. And uh, um, what made it all that much better was that we were down like five nothing. Yes. Yeah. And and I'm standing on first base, and there's like I don't I think there's like probably seven eight thousand fans there, and man, and I'm saying, oh shit, this is sucks. You know, we got to get a few runs, and then then Matty Waugh made something happen, and Bradley, not, hardly anyone remembers Bradley hit a home run that game. That's right. Yes, I and, do remember. And the comeback yeah. comeback trail. Yeah. And then, you know, Lally home run and then another home run, another one. Like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, just standing on first base, but looking cool and, you know, <laughs> but I mean, my body, my whole body is just like, the inside is shake, yeah. wrap and roll. Like I'm here, like getting chills all over the place and everything. And, and, um, it's just like, you're pinching yourself, you know, is this, is this happening or what the yeah. hell, you know, but, but I saw him do it in 2012. You know, and, and uh, we won our first Canadian. Oh, he went off. Yeah, I remember. I think he had like 14 hits, 11 of them were home 11 runs. 11 home runs, so, yeah. You know, like it didn't blow my mind that he was doing it because because we had the lefty, Heine Shannon, coming in. And, and um, and you know, Lally was swinging a good bat. And, and uh, you know, he, I wasn't shocked that he hit three home runs. It was just, just at the timing and everything else with it. Like, it's it just mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah it was so, beautiful. It was a beautiful thing. It was. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly was. It was good. To, uh, and w- when you think, you know, you like it's going down the tubes, you're trying to stay positive. I mean, you know, you're down five nothing against New Zealand. Like chances you're coming back are, you know, low, low, low percentages. So yeah, you know. well, not but that happens, you're so. you're playing at home. You have to stay positive, especially with eight thousand oh, people staring oh, at oh, you. Without a doubt, yeah, you got to you got to keep the faith. But <clears throat> yeah, but that year, like you, you talk to the guys and and. Uh, and you know you have these meetings and stuff with the players all the time and and we always talk about um you know pulling down the same string that's a you know pretty common and that and that phrase like we and park your ego park your ego at the gate those were the two biggest things that stewie installed uh in the team and you know 
he said, we got to play for each other, you know, and we got to do what we're asked to do and forget about your batting third or fourth and your provincial team or your club team, whatever. We all got to, we all got to work together. You got to park your ego with the gate and we got to pull on the same string. And he, he, you know, he, he bought, he bought the players into that and they, they, they bought into it. And a lot of mostly because still he was honest with the players. And I always said, like when you're, you're coaching, um, you got to be honest. Like guys yeah. are may not like what you're going to say, but they appreciate the fact that you said it because they know. Right. Right. They know. Okay. So, so be honest with them. Don't promise them the moon. And then, you know, when they come on board, give them a lump of coal. Right. You know, you gotta, you gotta be honest with players and, and let them know. And they'll, at the end of the day, they'll respect you. They may not agree with you, but they'll respect you for your decision. That's right. And, and, uh, and I, I remember in 15, like we met with, um, with the outfielders as one group. And we met with the infielders as another group. And we met the pitchers and catchers as another group. And we didn't do it individually. We did it as, as a, as a group of outfielders because we didn't want the outfielders individually coming out. And you know, they're saying what to say, what the coach say, what to say like that. And then, cause you don't know what these players are saying. So we said, we're going to call all the outfielders in together. Cause at the time, like we had, geez, we had, we had Wolfie, we had Elsie, we had Matty Wah, and we had Bradley Isigal. Jesus. Wow. You know, <laughs> in the outfield, yeah. right? And we had other possibilities, you know, with with uh, with Jason yeah. and um, and and Mason could play play the outfield yeah. as well. Yeah, of course. And uh, and because Kalali was playing first base, and so you know, we met with the, with the groups, and you know, basically said like, okay, you four outfielders, like who here can tell me who the best three of you guys are? Like who are who are the, <laughs> the outfielders? Yeah. Not? So yeah. so what we're going to do is we're going to play everybody. First four games, everyone's playing. You're playing three to four games. And uh, if, you know, if uh, all four you're hitting well and the DP is not hitting well, guess what? The fourth one's going to be DP. But you're not going to be threatened by anybody else in the outfield except you guys. Right. Here it is. All right. That's beautiful. And, Smart. And yeah. then the infield, we did the same with the infield. Okay. We said, okay, you're going to be playing here. You're going to be, you're going to be uh, spotting on the middle infield. You're going to be doing this and that. And then the catchers, uh, Bowley, you're going to be doing most of the catching. Abe's, you're going to fill in kind of thing. And, and the pitching, you know, Sean's going to be our guy, but we're not winning this without support from the rest of you guys. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he was, he, we, and we met with players on an individual basis leading up to the actual competition. But, when we got there, we met with them as as diff- four different groups because we didn't want mixed messages going out from the players. No, it makes a total sense. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Right? Yeah, we didn't want the mixed mixed message because because when you're talking to these these four outfielders, as an example, they're all going to say that well, the coach said I'm going to be playing, right? And we're going to say that to all of them. <laughs> yeah, here, yeah. If they hear the same message that you're going to be playing, but yeah. you're all going to be playing, but this is how we're going to do it. Right, right. And then when it, after the four games, then we'll do an evaluation. So it won't be it won't be you know, John Stewart is saying it won't be me picking the lineup. It's going to be you guys, right? Okay, it's going to be based on how you guys play. Okay, so that's and that's basically how how you roll, and that's how that's how uh, Stewie, you know, run with the team and let let it play out and see what happens. And end of the day, you I know, things it. unravel itself because yeah. when you're coaching a national team or, or or managing, I should say, or or the or the like the Chiefs, then you got you know, like with the national team, you got the best players in Canada. Yeah, with the Chiefs, I got some of the best players in the world. In the world, yeah, you know the best players from the countries. So how the hell do you how the hell do you make it work? How do you how do you make people park their egos? Yeah, you know how how do you how do you get the best out of these players? You know when they're going to be 
so used to batting third and fourth. Now they're batting eighth, ninth, and in some cases they're not even in the starting lineup. Right. But how do you how do you how do you manage a, a team like that? How do, Can't how be do easy. You do, how do you make everybody believe? That's right. You know that they're important, what their roles are. So so that's that's why I always call it managing because you don't coach like John Stewart doesn't coach. John Hill doesn't coach. We manage. Yeah. Okay. We manage the resources that we're given and we have to put together a program that's going to, going to create success. And you have to have the players on your side and you have to be honest with the players and make them believe that their role on this team is real, but you have to utilize that, that plan as well. Right. And you have to, you have to stick, stick with that plan. So, so once, once you do that and you know, the players buy into it and they might not like it, but once they understand what it is, okay, this is what my job is. This is what I'm going to do, and I'll, and I'll accept that position. And we tell them if they're not prepared to accept that role, then move on. And it happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it happened on a couple of occasions where, yeah. you know, some people say, well, okay, but look, no problem. We understand. We respect your decision uh, and move on. But if you can't buy into this program, then you're not going to be of any of yeah. any use to us because we don't want any, any disruptions. Like, who am I? Because I became manager of the Chiefs. Who the hell am I? Do I all of, all of a sudden become an expert hitting instructor do i become a, a, an expert pitching instructor no. catching feeling no none of none of the above like these guys are not going to be at that level okay they're not going to be at that level they don't need to be told how to hit am i going to tell bradley isigal that laurie's back down <laughs> i don't think so no all right am i going to tell sean clary that he's he's uh how to throw a drop ball or rise no. ball no because they got to that level because of what, because of what they were doing, because yeah. of the skill sets that they shown us. So, That's right. so yeah, if there's something going on, like every now and then they'll come to you if they're struggling and say, what do you see here? Can you see anything? Can you, you know, this and that? Like, but a lot of times they lean on other players and say, what are you seeing here? Like, am I dropping my bat? Am I pulling my head out? Is my left leg moving first? Yeah. You know, my hips are not turning. And that's the kind of stuff when you're asked and you say, yeah, okay, I can help out here. I can, yeah. this is what I'm seeing. You know, this is what I'm seeing what's going around here. If they ask you, Right? Of course, right. yeah, of but, course. But you're not going to change the way a guy feels a ball or the way a guy pitches, the way a guy hits. Not at that level, no. no you don't become an expert when you become a manager. Your no. job is exactly what it says: manage the resources that you have. Yeah. Right, and yeah. that's exactly that's exactly you know how the philosophy that that Stewie utilizes, and the same one I did when I was running running the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it makes a hundred percent sense. Man. Yeah, you yeah. coach at the minor level. At the minor level, like you I coach, I coached, I coached in Pee Wee. I did two years of PUE, two years of Bantam, two years of Midget, two years of Junior, and then Senior House League, and then Senior Provincials, National. And at the minor level, you coach because these kids need to be coached. That's right. right? Yeah. That's what you coach. Yeah. But when you get up to the big level, then you manage, right? And there's, yeah. a, there's a distinct difference in, in, uh, in, in, the, in both, right? Yeah. They're not the same. They're distinctly different. Yeah. Big time. I will say coaching. Uh, so the senior team we're coaching right now, um, we have a lot of young guys coming in. There's still some coaching involved, obviously, just for the uh, critiquing and what have you. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And and I when I when I talk about managing, I'm talking Hill like National Team Canada, team, yeah, yeah, Hill, sure. yeah. those things. But but when you're coached like that Nova Scotia team right now, and and I'm not saying it because I'm speaking to you guys, but you guys got a lot of young good ball players there, and and yeah, absolutely, they still need uh, they still need some nurturing and some some coaching and yeah. stuff. No yeah. no question about it. For sure. But uh, but there are some there are some good young uh, good young players. They still need that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Still need it. And Johnny, I do coach a U11 team too. There's a lot of coaching going on there. <laughs> Co- coaching and managing, managing the parents. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah. it's a well, lot of fun. I love it. 
it's always that's always been uh, and every, every time we do these uh, with the team Canada, like we usually usually try to get the fields for nothing. And in lieu of uh, it's called the barter system, I yeah, guess. Yeah, of right? course. So, yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll do a um, in-house uh, session kind of thing with the yeah. coaches, Q Q and A, whatnot, and stuff. And uh, mm. and uh, you know, it always comes up, of course, about. Uh, coaching um coaching minor and stuff like that yeah. you know and it, it's uh it's a it's a tough job and and like i say not only coaching the kids you're you're coaching the parents so yeah. so that's where that's where the honesty factor comes in and and i i've said all along and i'll stick with what I, i've said from day one like every every kid has a right to play house league yeah but to play all-star is a privilege Yes, that's true. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's that's the that's the fine line with me when I'm talking to kids. Like, if you yeah. want to go watch your kid play every day, put them in house league. You want to watch them playing all star and develop. Like, the kid will learn more in practice for me yeah. than he will playing house league, uh, playing house league for a full summer. Absolutely, you might see him play as much, but he's you don't learn how to play the game playing the game. You learn how to play the game in practice. Practice. That's right, John. That's yeah, right. For sure. And, and and that's the kind of thing that you got to you got to say to the parents and they. They might not like it. I mean, I I've had run-ins with like one kid. Dad came to me. And he actually took his kid off the team, and I said, yeah, I said, you know, go right ahead. But like two years ago, your your kid never even knew what softball was because we yeah. formed this league, this league down in the community. There was no softball, right. and and he came up and and you know, I think over the course of two or three years, I put him on the Ulster team. And his dad was all pissed, and I said, but you know. If you don't like it, then you know, turn bring his uniform in, and, and he did it. And I said, "You're going to regret it." I said, "You you go tell your kid now what you've done and everything." And yeah, and, uh, and it wasn't a couple of weeks later he called me back, right? And I said, "You can live with this one, buddy. You're out. You know that's it." Yeah, I right? <clears throat> called back, but you know, it's instinctive moves, of course. But yeah, but you deal you deal with with that stuff uh, <coughs> fairly regularly, and it's, it's it'll never go away. And it's no, probably no, probably it's worse in, it's now. In every probably worse now. Than it ever was because years ago it was give you up in the morning your old man you'd be kicking the air say get out of the house yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. come back for supper you know I, I think I was like seventeen or eighteen before my mom and dad ever saw me play softball that was the year we hosted the nationals oh wow there you go and, uh, yeah and they said what's going on all the people and that and I said we're playing the nationals and national what <laughs> like softball yeah softball like and I remember coming down watching the game they didn't have a clue they never see a game in their life when I was eighteen years old that's why they only live like a ten minute walk in the ball field, so. <laughs> <laughs> wow so that's 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 how it all that's how, how everything has changed but now Love you know the, the interaction with the, with the and it's not horrible in softball i i no, find no. it more so in hockey and baseball where in sports where there's professional opportunities yeah i find i find the uh yeah. the detention much more intense with the uh, with the parents well than, in hockey uh, all the, the kids the are going stuff. they're all going to the nhl in hockey so. uh, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, Hundred percent, though. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly where they're going. Now, so, I mean, we we I mean, hope you just brought up the the young guys on the Mastons, uh, Johnny. You got to uh, coach Whitey Nick White this year with the Hill United. Yeah. That kid can yes. run. That kid can run, eh? <laughs> oh my gosh, he's he's lightning. He's, he's lightning. I mean, we had we had Isaac Lefebvre. And yeah, you guys know yep. him. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's pursuing a medical uh, medical career, so yeah. he took a time out, and and um, and it was actually. Uh, I, I Scofie, I think it was, and because we were asking around, you know, and and Scofie had brought his name up and stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah. And I think Elsie knew him as well. I, I don't know if Jeff coached him if he was on the U eighteen national team or something. No, no, he wasn't. No, no, he wasn't. Okay, no. well, anyway, so you know, we we brought him up, and that kid is uh, he's quite the ball player, quite the talent. Yeah, like, he sure. Is. Yeah, and that, like he's fast. Like he he's he's faster than fast. Like he yeah. he actually sometimes he falls down because he's running so fast. <laughs> yeah. 
his legs are ahead of the rest of his body. You know? <laughs> but uh, but a nice kid, and a, and good not kid. only has yeah. he got speed, but he's a good talent. That's right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, he, he's a good talent, and and I know, like you know, he missed the junior nationals this year, but that was that was a decision that he made. But you know, going forward, I think he's going to be part of uh, Nova Scotia and the junior nationals. Like we we basically all say, like you know, you can only play junior. Until you're 22 or 23, yeah. and never play again. But you can play senior yeah. for as long as you want to, you That's know. Right. So, so, uh, and he and he's still learning the game as well. Oh gosh, he's yes, still, yeah. He's he's still learning the game, but he's 19. Uh, yeah, exactly. He, he's only a kid. Yeah, yeah. he's only a kid. Yeah. yeah, and he's still learning the game. But you know, he he played a fair bit with us this this past year, and um, and he's he's coming back next year. But yeah. you know, we gave him the opportunity and said, hey, you know, like if you want to, you know, go somewhere else and you want to play like somewhere some other team full time, or it's up to you, kind of thing. We're not going to hold you back. I I never ever uh, believed in uh, holding. Uh, kids back because it's better for the team. Right. I always thought about the player first. Yes, for sure. Always yeah. the player first, and and uh, and I just go back to Colin Walsh and when we hosted in '16, and Colin was an up and comer, and uh, he could have played on the first team. I remember having a conversation with Colin and said, "Colin, play with the second team. You'll be a stud on the second team. You'll be the batting in three or four in the lineup. You'll be the number one pitcher." Blah blah blah. I said, "If you want a shot at making the national team, then play with the second team because you're not going to make the national team." A spot player sitting on the bench with uh, with Galway, and uh, and he and he, he did went okay. The team and, <laughs> and he did okay that year. He he did quite okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then it was in seventeen. Then he 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 uh, went to uh, went to the UConn uh, with us with the with the national team. Yeah, right? yeah. And uh, so you know it's 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 got to be it's got to be about the player because if you say anything any different, like if I if I as an example then at the time assistant coach and national team, I tell Colin you know stick with Galway because uh, you know you'll make that team stronger. Then I'm I'm actually hindering his opportunity to become yeah. part of the national team. So so my priority has to be the national team. Yeah. And I see him as as. Uh, national team material and you know the best thing for him to do is just to go out and be a star with another team and it'll put you on the national team and and it's like like young Nick White the same thing like that's up to Nick like we tell all the ball players out of Newfoundland like you know start off where Lolly started off start off where Jason started off with with uh, you know yeah. mid-level ISC teams down in Ashland Frank and, Frank and, and so on yeah. and so forth and and get to play yeah now and get and get an opportunity to play so so the bigger teams can see you and the smaller teams a lot of them know that you know if someone develops into a good ball player they're probably going to be taken by the bigger teams that's the way it is it's like it in, in baseball it's like in a lot, a lot of the pro sports the same thing you know except on a much smaller scale so but i mean if you go if you go if you go that route then you know you get opportunities to travel around get your name out there and so on and so forth and uh, and like when we were, we've been lucky now with um, you know, with young Jordan Pomeroy, like he walked right into into uh, Beer Creek, but yeah. he's good enough. You know, yeah. he's that good that he can walk into a big team. But, but we have some more guys that are trying to hook in the bigger teams, but really should probably play with lower level teams where they can be a full time player, be yeah, an impact get that player. experience, yeah, yeah, and yeah. get their experience and stuff like that. So it's also so tough for a guy like uh, sorry to interrupt. It's also tough for a guy like Nick White too, with you know all the lights and glitter of the Hill United team. It would be hard yes. to leave that opportunity as well. You know, 
Sometimes you get for blinded. Some sometimes you get blinded. You get blinded by the lights, as they say. Yeah, yeah, for and, sure, uh, for sure. But but Nick will, Nick will play, you know, next year with us. I I don't know how much because I'm not I'm not the manager now. Jeff is managing, but I'm sure him and Jeff have had their conversations. And Nick will get his playing time, and and I'm presuming he feels the experience of of uh, being around these type of players and being involved in in a lot of big games. You know, every weekend is going to benefit him. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, and I'm not discouraging him from doing that either. No, That's gosh, no. As no. long as he knows. As long yeah. as I say, look. I think he does know. He realizes. Yeah. Know what you're doing. Know what you're doing. And if you feel comfortable uh, with that decision, then no problem. But I'm not going to stand here for one second and tell you that. No, you're not going to uh, hold him back. No. Not for a second. No, no. Not, and I also told him, you know, at the time I was still with the national team. I said, Nick. You know, don't think for one second that uh, you playing with the Chiefs because me and Elsie are part of the team that's going to help you for the national team because it's not right. Good for it you. isn't. Yeah. So, yeah. so don't don't think that because it's not going to no. it's not going to be it's not going to work that way. Now he's going to have to make his own opportunity there for sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I I think I mean he's he's the and he got powered a little bugger. Jesus Christ! I guess he does. You know what though, John? Yeah. I wish he would slap bunt. If that kid slap bunt like the old school days, like you know, yes, the regular Nobody, nobody's getting them out. No, he's not getting not, out. Not a chance. No. And I, and I think I think Elsie's working with him on that yeah well. i talked to elzy about uh, that and, and, with him on the weekend yeah. actually yeah yeah and and he's 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 you know he's very close right now he's only 19 years old but yeah but he's got all the skill sets to be what we call the five tool player oh gosh yeah. yes. and uh and he and he's and he's got it but he'll play some league ball in nova scotia yeah i presume and, oh, of course. and hopefully with the junior team and and he'll get to play some uh some with the chiefs and stuff like that so so uh hopefully he'll uh you know, he'll continue on and progress and, and be one of our players on the national team yeah. uh, down the road. He's also an off-season guy, too. So he's a kid that works out consistently and works on his oh. So yeah, do we ever? Do yeah. we ever? Yeah. yeah, he's loves it. Built like a brick shit house. He's a, a very small <laughs> brick shit house, but yes. Oh, he... <laughs> he's only a tiny little fella. If he gets mad at me, but I'm he's... running. I don't care how big. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only thing about it is that I don't have. To... I'll never run as fast as him. No, I was going to say <laughs> yeah. the person that's behind me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Just yeah, push somebody down. Oh, he's, he's great. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Johnny, before we get to. Uh, player association here i gotta ask what uh so retirement from the national team uh what brought that on at this point in your life well in in 20 well after new zealand actually i, I left my uh like a players retired they leave their cleats at the place and uh so i took mine off i left them on the bench oh wow and, okay yeah and i went to stewie and i said john i think i'm gonna I think I'm going to chuck it in. I lost my cleats. And, uh, <laughs> I lost my cleats. <laughs> and he said, Hilly, um, I really don't want you to. Uh, but he said, if you feel that way, then, you know, I'll respect your decision. So, of course, yeah. So, yeah. And then I came home and, and like, sat down for a while. And I said, no, nah, I just, and I, and I really didn't want to, didn't want to retire uh, from the national team the same time that Jason did. Okay. Cause I didn't, I didn't want the boo birds out there saying, ah, you know, yeah, take those, he's yeah, retired yeah, now and yeah. daddy's gone with him. You Makes know, the sense, way yeah. shit goes on and I shouldn't really care about that. Yeah, no. I, I don't know. I just got that spot about me. I don't know. But anyway, so I said to Stewie, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll stay on and see how things go. And, uh, this year we were supposed to be going to, for the stage one for the WBSC. I think yeah. it was going to be in Colombia or Guatemala. And, um, and and I said, okay, fine, no problem. But it got scrubbed. And then they were talking about having it in the spring and so on and so forth. And and um, and I just 
you know, like the stage two was in Prince Albert yeah. uh, next year. And originally it was supposed to be, and I think it's changed right now, but don't quote me, but it was originally supposed to be, I think, in the weekend of July 7th. But I've, I've heard recently that uh, it's going to be now on the, four, the 14th, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and the July 14th. Right. But I, again, don't quote me because I'm, I'm out of the loop now, but that's what I've been, been uh, hearing. But when it, when it was going to be July 7th, then the team was talking about going up to uh, Saskatoon like for a pre-tournament uh, you know, like exhibition tournament thing. And, and the only weekend that we've had off of the Chiefs has been July 1st, basically, for the last number of years. And Wow. And uh, and then I looked at that, uh, you know, with the national team and then the training camp. And then I fast forward to 2025 and, and the actual World Cups in Prince Albert. And, and I know it's, again, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but you know the team is going up the weekend before that. Right? Yeah. You know, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Happen. You know, so there's there's another like two weekends chewed up. And uh, and then after uh, then it's the ASA and ISC, they've moved their dates back, as you know, and it's going to be all over in the early part of August. Uh, a week early, actually, because usually the ISC is the 12th to the 20th, say around that frame. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be around like the say the 5th to the 12th. So and then it's then it's China for right, the World, for World Games. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks later. And, and I, I just sat back and looked at it. I said, I. You know what? Like next year, I'm going to be gone yeah. from the middle of June every weekend, right up till uh, end of August, basically. And then in 25, it's going to be even worse. And I'm not going to have a not going to have a weekend off. And and uh, and I've spent a lot of time like when I'm with the Chiefs. Like I, it's not unusual to see me at the ball field three hours before a game and three hours after a game because I'm I'm scouting. Yes, yep. of course yep. you are. You know, I'm scouting and I'm on the circuit. I got, I got, as they, what I call the front row seat to the theater of life. Okay. I got it right in front of me. The best ball players in the world. So I'm not going to turn, put the blinders on and walk away. I'm going to watch right. because I, I want to see, like you, you hear names of players. Like I have people around Canada that I can, you know, confide in say, and, and believe it or not, a, a lot of the ones were umpires because umpires know more than anybody. Yeah. How, how good a guy is, a hitter is and so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, they're they're probably your best resource to go to because they're impartial, and and again they're they're right there, they're there. So you know, the good umpires you can confide in those guys and say you know how was such and such this week and that weekend and so on and so forth. But but nothing replaces being there, and you know for the most part it was me basically every summer because uh, Stewie wasn't coaching on the circuit, and. Les Howie had one year coaching the Gators. Yeah. And uh, Doug Allen's not coaching on the circuit. And Jeff was playing. LZ. Now, Jeff just came on board a couple of years ago. Right. So basically, it was me that had the opportunity to, to go to see all these tournaments, you know, outside of uh, ISC. So we'd go to ISC and Canadians and stuff. So so I really wanted to take these games in and, and do justice to uh, the players that I recommended to be on the team. Being a part of the national team is a huge feat, a huge accomplishment for players, and it's a dream come true for pretty well all of them. So you want to be as objective as you can making the selections and stuff. And and I just found, you know, in the last year or so, last couple of years, that I just didn't have the the uh, the, the motivation to uh, be at the ball field as much as I wanted to be. Like I always wanted to be there, but last going off, it was there. I was there more because I felt I had to be there instead of wanting to be there. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I'm not I'm not a young puppy. I'm not old, but I'm I'm 63. Uh, you know, with the five grandkids now and and yeah. wife at home, she's she's been backing me for a long time. Oh my gosh, so, yes, yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah. 
so I just sat down and analyzed it all and 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 I really wanted to play in one national competition, you know, without Jason being a part of it all. And, and that was supposed to be this year and it got scrubbed. So it's not on me. It's not, not much I can do about that. And so now the new cycle will start next spring. And I said to myself, this is probably a good time now to step aside and, uh, and get somebody, I don't know if they're taking anybody else on board, if they're going to stick with the four guys they have, I don't know, but if they pick someone else up, it'll give another coach, it'll give them an opportunity to start off fresh in that. So I figured yeah. the best time to step down would be now. And, uh, How good and for that's, you, John. That's, that's, yeah. that's basically what I did. So. Yeah. You know, when they say life gets in the way, it, it's, uh, it hasn't gotten in your way at all because <laughs> you've been right. doing it such a long time, but yeah, spend some time with your grandkids and have some yeah. opportunity to be at home on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah, you won't so be collecting I, and, air and, miles at all, but well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll see. I, you know, the, you. Chiefs, the Chiefs part of it is is uh, I mean, look, what I, what I what I I would like nothing anymore in the whole world than be standing on third base, and I'm so grateful that Stewie gave me the opportunity yeah. uh, in 2019 to, to do third base, and uh, and you know, would I want to be? Do I want to be coaching third base in Prince Albert in 25 with all those fans there? You're damn straight, I do. Hell yeah, uh, you know. But am I willing to, to do what I should do to be able to be in that position? And the answer was no. Yeah. So well, right. good for you. So, Being honest about yeah. it, it's the best thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's exactly what happened there. So right on. Good well, for you. It's hey, it's been a hell of a ride for sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without yeah. without without a doubt. And and the best part about it is that like for me, the the coaching part was almost by default. You know, when I when right. I started started uh, coach and uh, senior because um, there was there was a team that we played on the senior league that the coach who was there had retired so I basically took over by by uh, by default and uh, I think my first gig at like a full time coach in senior nationals was in 06 in Prince George when when the team that won the provincials the year before for Goss's team they bailed out. Oh. And, uh, and and we were hosting in '07, and I said, guys, we got to send the team to the nationals. So yeah. between the jigs and the reels, we ended up sending the team, and I ended up coaching it, and had a great debut. We went 0-7, and um, anyway, uh, so then that was the first, you know, again by default kind of thing, and and uh, and then you know sort of went on went on from there. So, uh, but I never ever like in my wildest dreams, like my my goal at the end of the day was having played in, in 10 or 12 senior nationals and never winning and coming close, but yet understanding the reasons why we lost. Right. And understanding what needed to be done. Yeah, for to, sure, man. Yep. To win. Yep. Okay. And that was, that was my goal. That was it right there to, to win a, a national for Newfoundland. Cause we hadn't won it up till then. I think it was 56 years, never, ever won. It took 56 years to win one. Yeah. yeah. But that was the goal. But, but everything that, that mushroom mushroomed after that, was uh, was just not a dream of mine because I never ever thought it was ever could become a reality. Like I never ever thought about coaching uh, the top team in the ISC. Like uh, what the hell? And and the national team, like it was like I amazing, just John. Amazing, swept off the feet kind of thing. So, yeah. So that's the good part. I didn't barter for the job. I didn't ask for the jobs, uh, and it, it happened. You know, and that that makes it that much more sweeter that uh, that it, that it went the way that it did so i'm yeah. i'm uh, i'm grateful for that very grateful yes for sure you should be there's a reason why things happened uh, yeah. to good people so exactly. congratulations yeah well 
We have a thing with yeah, like listen, end, end it's almost my fucking bedtime here. So. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. I'm gone way over. So uh, you should never ask me that question about what happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, we but, wanted to no, know. I only gave you the reader's digest. <laughs> so I could have went on like, I could still be talking about it. No, we don't. Hey, <laughs> we, we love hearing this stuff. So, uh, but now we, of course, we end every pro- podcast with the player association. I'm going to throw out some names to you. And, okay. uh, and I'm sure you're probably going to have a story on, <laughs> on these three guys that I'm going to bring up here. So uh, first one, of course, has to be Colin Abbott. Abby? Well, Colin was Colin Abbott was the was the uh, benchmark for what happened um, in softball in Newfoundland uh, with the su- success rate that we've had because he, <clears throat> he was the first guy at Newfoundland that traveled uh, on weekends. Right, and he he traveled down to um, Alcar was his first uh, was his first go, and I think that was after he was done junior, nineteen ninety two, and he started uh, traveling Wisconsin. So he was the first guy that actually did the weekend thing, and we had other players like uh, Robbie O'Brien, Sean Witten, Daryl Joy, but these guys they moved away, okay, and they lived in Alberta and Ontario and played for the province. But Colin was the first guy that did the weekend travel, yeah. and it didn't happen anymore until uh, the two thousand and four when Jason. And Malali went, and and then uh, Blair Rezigal and Saki Lee Jesso, and and the list goes on and on and on. So, so it was it was Colin Abbott was the role model that that created, in my opinion, the 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 uh, atmosphere that exists right now with softball in Newfoundland. So I, I always credit him for uh, for that part. Uh, and and Jason modeled after Colin because he he uh, grew up in Portugal Cove where. Where Jason grew up in Portugal, so did Colin. So, mm-hmm. so uh, you know, he was the he was the bat boy. Jason was the bat boy in '89 when Colin was playing on the team, and I was playing on it. Oh, nice! Uh, in the '89 Nationals. So, oh, so wow. uh, I mean, Colin Abbott is is the godfather of softball yeah. uh, in Newfoundland and set the benchmark for uh, for the Lollies and the Hillies and the Ezigals and the Bolins and and everybody everybody that followed in his, in his footsteps. Amazing. And uh, and he he you know Colin arguably and when his era I mean he he was arguably the best freaking hitter in the business. Oh Jesus yes. Yeah. You know. One hundred percent. And 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 people will argue back and forth, but but I mean he he and and such a good guy like you know. Yeah. He he, uh, he he's always he was always there to help and and he was the guy that that gave um, gave Jason his start with the with the farm. Right. Nice. Right. Amazing. You know, it was yeah. it was it was actually Lolly that he, that that was called first, but he had signed with the River Sharks, and then they called Jason in uh, 07. and uh, and that's you know sort of snowballed from there. But but uh, Colin Abbott is is the ambassador for softball, not only in Newfoundland but in Canada. Yep, yeah, for sure. Great uh, player. Yep. Uh, next up, your second son, even though you have two, uh, Steve Malali. <laughs> oh, Lolly <bloody> Bear. <laughs> I had to laugh at the word yeah. <laughs> on dust where he said your second son. And, and then Hilly was like, uh, what about Mike? What about Mike? <laughs> oh, Michael, yeah. I got a lot of shit for that, too. <laughs> I think Michael came up and said, thanks, Dad. Yeah. Appreciate it. Oh, shit. <laughs> but uh, Lolly was, um, and the old story is, you know, he, he missed the tryouts for Candy Games. Yeah. Yes. He came in and, and, um, and anyway, he ended up, spending uh, a lot and he didn't drink by the way when uh, when he first came on board with us and, and for somehow I get blamed for him starting his drinking career but <laughs> uh, 
I don't think I, I don't think I did too much elbow twisting on that one, but, but anyways, uh, yeah. So he, he came in and spent the summer and, and, uh, super guy, uh, super player, uh, motivator, uh, competitor, uh, all the, all the tools that, you know, he, he was a five tool player and then, you know, he busted his shoulder up there <laughs> playing the outfield and stuff. But, but, well, Ali had it all his great player, uh, super guy, everybody, everybody loves him and, and uh, and the thing about it, he's an entertainer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he knows he knows when the when the, the party. He knows when to put the smile on the face, and he also knows when it's time for business. Yep. Yeah. And he's not you know he's not afraid to, to speak his mind, and and uh, you know he's shown a uh, shown a lot of leadership skills, and <clears throat> and I remember I remember uh, talking to him uh, one year with the uh, with the Chiefs. And he was really quiet and subdued. And I said, Stephen, what's going on? What's the issue here? And he said, Johnny, <clears throat> he said, I'm getting up there now. He said, I've done all of this, you know, and all the things that I just talked to you about. And he said, it's time now for so many young fellas to kick in and fill my boots. Oh, wow. Wow. And that's and that's because I was kind of worried about it. I said, like, yeah, yeah. Did I do something, say something, or did something get in his goat? But but that's he he reached the point in his career. He said, you know, let, let somebody else uh take this now and 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 run with it. You know, wow. and that's and that's what happened. We had wow. other guys step up to the plate. So yeah. So uh but no an awesome uh just an awesome guy and and uh yeah no question you know like a, a second son and and we've had a we've had a great relationship over the years and and we still do yeah of course yeah, we still yeah. we still chat on, on a regular basis but but he he also knows the same thing as you know no different than with with jason like uh, nobody ever hears him call me dad it's always john yeah johnny johnny right so yeah. you know it might be dad at home but you know at the ball field is business and and you know that was that was one thing that we we always had like you know it's got to be business first so yeah so uh you know and and but no super guy uh the, the you know it's just great to be around him Oh, he's one of our favorites for sure. Definitely. Oh, no question about yeah. it. Yeah. And of course, another one of our favorites, good one to end with is, of course, Jason Hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Steve Malali, first thing when you asked him, or was it they did it on the other podcast, and first thing Lally said about him, said, Jason is an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to say he's an asshole, but Steve Malali said he was, so I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's it's good, but I'm I'm uh, I, I tell you, uh, you know, coaching your own is is um, one of the toughest things yeah. that you can do, and I'm, and we probably have all done it. But uh, coaching your own is is the most difficult chore that, uh, that you can take, especially when you when you uh, manage at a high level. Yeah. It's 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 really tough, and and uh, and I'll and maybe not a lot of people know this, but when I became part of the national team in 2015, the very first meeting I had, I said, I will do whatever you want me to do on this team and I'll get involved, whatever you want me to get involved in, but I will not discuss one name. Yeah. And right. that was Jason. Yeah. And I said, you make your selections, your team, when we pick teams and everything, you will never hear me mention his name. I never, ever did to this very day, never right. mentioned his name. And the same thing when it came to lineups, uh, I said, I, you don't need four guys doing the lineup, Stewie, because whatever lineup you put in is a good lineup. You got right. the national team right. right in front of you, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's no bad lineup. You don't need anyone, any three or four people involved in the lineup, you know. And we never, I never ever got involved in uh, in the lineup. You know, I knew yeah. what my job was, did my job, and Stewie probably confided in in less and and Doug and stuff like that. So, so we always had that relationship. 
with the Chiefs, uh, it was a bit different because I was managing. And right. but I was lucky enough to have Larry Lynch with me. And and uh, and I always said to Larry, you know, I don't think I would have survived as long as I did without him because he was definitely my winger with the uh, with the Chiefs and yeah. kept me at times when I felt like I, I think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm going to put Jason in the lineup, like in a big game. And, and I, and I remember one of them games being, uh, in the championship in, uh, the year we beat 2015, I think the year we beat, uh, Clary and them, uh, the uh, Gators. And, uh, and he, and, you know, Jason was struggling that week and, yeah. you know, and I had like Dale Levy there, Crawford. I said, Jesus, John, like I, you know, should I, and I went to Larry and I said, you know, should I, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to put Jason in the lineup. I said, it's probably going to fracture our relationship beyond repair, but I got to think about, you know, winning the goddamn ISC. Yeah. And, yeah. and Larry came to me, said, Johnny, he said, don't do it. He said, you'll cause more harm to the team by not playing them than playing them. Oh. And he said, it's going to go to the team big time because, you know, Jason was playing all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and he was just having the, you know, rough tournament. Yeah. And, uh, anyway, so I, I stuck with him and, and, uh, and he hit the home run yeah. off of, uh, Cleary and, and we won. And then Larry came over to me after and he said, see what they tell you. you know, it <laughs> yeah. wasn't a matter of, it wasn't a matter of if it was a matter of when. So, <laughs> That's awesome. so, but I always had Larry there, like, you know, to, to support me and, and stuff. And, um, nice. and, I, I don't know if I would have made it without him or I don't know if, if, you know, if I had done the things that I was thinking about doing, I don't know if, if me and him be even talking to each other now, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how, well, thank how goodness Larry down, did but, that then. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's great. It's a, a lot of situations, you know, when you're coaching or you're at, when I'm coaching third base, I see him do good things and, and, you know, people come over and say, how could you be so cool? Like on third base and stuff, when you see your son hitting a home run or, you know, doing some of the things that he's done over the years, I said, I have to be impartial. I have to be, yeah. treat yeah. everybody the same. You yeah. know, am I excited? Like, if you only knew what was going on. Oh, hell yeah. Now, you <laughs> yeah. Know? yeah. But you got, you gotta, you gotta be impartial, but it's, it's, it's very tough to, uh, to do it and try to, you know, maintain a, a father son relationship because as you know, he's very, very competitive. Yes, for sure. And, uh, yeah. and, uh, and don't get me wrong. We've, we've crossed paths, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, more than once <laughs> yeah. we've crossed paths, but yeah. well, we always manage to, you know, to make it work kind of thing. And, and, uh, and everything is good, but, you know, it's, it's not, uh, it's not easy. And it's, and, and it's like people say about coaching, you know, like coaching these top level teams, how easy it is. Well, believe me, <laughs> like I said earlier, you're not coaching, you're managing. And, and yeah. a lot of teams got nine, 10 players. It's, their jobs are simple jobs of teams, man, jobs of managers that are coaching national teams and, and top level ISC teams. Their jobs are actually tough because they got, starters they got national team starters on your team and stuff is is very very difficult to maintain uh, a, a quorum you know and peace and everything yeah. else and group egos in place so it was very tough but uh yeah no it's good uh no i must say it was uh it was a good run and stuff so well time to move on hey fantastic that's a the perfect way to end it right there i mean listen buddy i i have to thank you so much for coming on i mean this i, I say it all the time but i mean Hopefully, this has probably been one of my favorite podcasts. Oh, hundred percent! Yeah, we were super oh, excited about amazing. this. Yeah. So well, I'm, I'm I'm glad to come on. I'm glad. I hope I hope you enjoyed it, and whoever's listening as well. Yeah. I'm. Hey, trust me. I think a lot of people are going to listen to this and say, "Wow, we get we got a lot of this because you know, especially here in the the whole Newfoundland background story that I've been waiting two years to hear. I mean, <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but frig. But now then you reel off eight out of ten. So. Damn yes, yeah. break. But well, 
behind every story, there's a story. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> and 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 uh, a lot of lot of good stories. And <clears throat> not everything is always, you know, great all the time. I mean, there's always battles and conflict. That's what it's all about. You know, if everybody if everybody agreed about everything that was being done, it'd be, it'd be a pretty, pretty easy world, wouldn't it, to live in. But uh, we only need to look around us with all the strife and yep. shit on the go all around the world. So, Absolutely, so yeah. uh, it's no different in sports. It's competition, you know, it's just like the, everything was going on now, all the nonsense in the yep. world. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, what you, you got, it's all part of it. It's all part of the game and, and you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta deal with it, work with it. And it's all part of the challenges and, and so on and so forth. So, so uh, just, you know, do what you got to do and and live up to it. That's Absolutely. right. That's right. Well, Johnny, listen, enjoy enjoy the retirement part of it. You know, as far as the national yeah. team goes, and yeah. uh, uh, you know, all the, all the best going forward, buddy. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Nice all right. talking to you guys. Take care, Johnny. Okay. Take See care, Johnny. Bye bye. All of us. Bye. Yes, sir. That was awesome. Wow. Yeah. That was friggin'. Wicked. I mean, realistically, we were very excited about going into this and I think we knew it was going to be awesome regardless. Yeah, yeah. 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 One thing that stood out to me and there was a lot of things that stood out to me, but he was talking about, you know, getting feedback from umpires. Yeah, on players. I know, man. I know. Never even, that never even crossed my mind before. Why would it? No, I wouldn't. No, but obviously I mean, because you don't have a good relationship with umpires. <laughs> that is true. You know what though? That that does uh, that that's awesome. I'm keeping yeah, that one in the back pocket. For Can sure. you edit that out so that no other? <laughs> no. Yeah, really. <laughs> no. Oh man, that yeah, was that good. was so good. I love hearing stuff, just coaching stuff, managing stuff. Yep. What he's talking about. Yeah. yeah and I knew you would. Plethora of knowledge. Yeah. yeah. I know. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I I <clears throat> I didn't get to ask the question because he, John talked for an hour and forty one minutes, but. <laughs> <laughs> just joking <laughs> excuse me there you go um i couldn't recall what years we would have played against each other because he was done i'm not sure what year he finished playing senior ball but because i played against the green sleeves many times growing oh, up. right but i never it doesn't matter but anyway yeah we can have follow-up podcast nope <laughs> not well not right now I not mean. right now no yeah, yeah. well the, yeah if we can get steve malali on here three times then we can get john hill <laughs> yeah on here. definitely yeah well we got to get jason hill on here again too <laughs> yeah for sure now that uh no that was fantastic yes for sure yeah anyway uh we gotta wrap this up because you gotta get going man yeah it's past my bedtime, it's past now. bedtime. yeah no super great podcast super excited uh everybody pray for kenzie and yes. uh I guess we'll who's up next anyway do you have I have Lexi McDaniel coming on next week very from, good uh, she is going to Oklahoma wow. the best NCAA program in the US so yeah she is uh, the number one prospect that's fantastic man so yeah yeah that should be a good one then after that I, we have we got to get Brian Patton on yeah you better call him I gave him your, yep. his number so. got to get a hold of him yeah and, uh, and, and we got to get Varmy on. I mean, we, oh, we, have we to, talked yeah. with that. I was asked, what, was it Varm that made fun of my Uber comment and asked, told me something about, uh, yeah, you put bread in this toaster and you press it down and it heats it up or something? Remember? Who was it? You had told me, because I remember my Uber comments about using Uber for the first time. Right. And he, someone wrote a text on the... Oh, yeah, that was Varm. It was Varm, yeah. yeah. Something about a toaster, yeah, though. Yeah, because Greg Leather... Said, oh, yeah, did yeah, you hear this right. thing yeah, about yeah, a toaster? Yeah. You put bread in it, you push it down, <laughs> yeah, and it right. warms yeah. your bread up, yeah. toasts it. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to get Varm on, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So, anyway, everybody, uh, again, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Go on social media, follow all our pages, go on all the podcast Randy, call them? before Platforms. we get out of this you should We've, mention your our uh instagram page How oh you, frig yeah so yeah. so when the because we would like to get more obviously <clears throat> well the thing is u18 started 
last Saturday. It's Thursday night, the 16th. Yeah. So U18 started on Saturday and started posting, you know, I'm posting videos of Yeah, of course. And you're doing a fantastic job with that, by the way. And uh, so when it started, we were at 1,600 and some followers on Instagram. Right now, we're over 2,000. So Yeah, we gained over 400 followers in five days. Like. That's yeah, amazing. That's crazy. It's yeah. what people see on there. And then they're like, oh, wow. Okay. Let's tune in. This. So yeah, if you're following us, appreciate it. I'd also like to mention too, uh, I know we're keeping this long, but when I had texted you, uh, cause LZ had asked me how many downloads have you had? Right. Last Saturday or Friday, whatever day it was, might've been Friday. You, you told me 91,000 91, downloads. Right, right that's crazy. That's pretty sick. Yeah. So if we made a dollar for every download, <laughs> I'd have a full be, head of hair. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fantastic. Anyway, all those people that are tuning in yeah. and all those 91,000 downloads, definitely appreciate it. And you know, yours in softball. If you're not following us, get on there and follow yeah. us and like and subscribe and all that stuff. Anyway, keep up with the support. Take care. See ya. Okay, buddy. Classified. I broke the chains before they choked me out. Uh, now I pay close attention, yeah. really learn the code. Uh-uh. I learned to read the map before bounce, I hit bounce. the road. Hey, yo, I know you never heard this before, yeah. but I'd rather lose a fight than miss the war. And I ain't wishing competition or fishing for it. I'm just living in a system, conditions are poor. Yeah. I've been lost in the rhythm and misinformed. Too many late nights hitting the liquor store. Yeah. Too many bad decisions, half-ass attempts. No sweat, no fear, no blood, no tears. I go hard, and I ain't making up no excuse. I'm overdue, I don't do what I'm supposed to do. Cause if you think about it, man, we're supposed to lose. It ain't all picture perfect ocean views. No, I was a first-class rookie, taking out bullies in my all-black hoodie. Man, a mystery, you know the history. Get it or forget it, cause poof, I'm out of here. I read the rules before I broke And I've been real low yeah. I've been beaten and broken But I healed though So many ups and downs Roughed up and clown We all got problems But we deal though I'm trying to do better now Find my inner peace Learn my art form And find my energy When my back's on the wall I don't freeze up Now I find my inner strength And I re-up Here we go I know i never been the smartest Or wisest But I realize what it takes Never dwell in the dark Cause the sun always rises But gotta make it to the next day It's a feeling that you get In your lungs when you run But you're running out of air And your breath won't